Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Thursday. It is January 26th. Actually, this day means a lot to a lot of people and to, uh, to us. We'll, we'll talk about that here in just a couple of seconds. Um, before I do, I want to get into a bunch of our sponsors because without these guys, we just we don't make this happen. You know what I'm saying? So I'll start off by saying this. Um, Seven Mile Casino is the place to go. I saw yesterday one of our uh, listeners won a poker tournament there. And, you know, I don't really know a lot about poker tournaments because I, I play blackjack. I don't really play poker necessarily um, in a casino. I, I'm not good when I go play with pals, which is really, really rare. Um, so I'm definitely not going to feel good and confident in a casino. But if, if poker's your game, one of our guys won last night. And um, I, again, prefer blackjack. Maybe you like pie gal. There's table games on this side. There's Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. We can all agree. Sammy's Wood Fire Pizza. We all love it. We all love the menu. And so bar, restaurant, reputable place, place you know a name brand with the table games you love. And you don't have to drive an hour or two out east, 45 minutes out east. You show up at some mega hotel. That's This is a card room. This is where you go to play. Seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. You are a winner at Seven Mile Casino. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER, okay? Um, hey, speaking of gambling, look, I know a lot of us are in California, you know? And um, some of you are in other parts of the world because we look at all the YouTube stats and we know what's going on. I just want to say to everybody, it would really be awesome, even if you're in California and you can't bet, if you could download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code GREATFRIENDS, new customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's the promotion they're running right now. It's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with our code, great friends. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. So for those of you who are in Ohio, this is not for you. And she, uh, see the notes down below for details. But it helps the show a lot, even if you're in California or a state where you can't bet. If you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code, great friends. All right, speaking of promo codes, Let's get everybody all caught up here. Um, I talked to a friend this morning. I said, how you doing? And he said, uh, not so hot. And I said, what's the problem? And he said, I didn't sleep last night. And I said, let me help you out. Because I had a friend of mine here in San Diego a few few months back. And um, this guy came into town. And he was telling me this story about how 25 years ago when I knew this guy, what I didn't know about him is he never slept. He goes, so now he uses cannabis. And he takes like 10 milligrams every night before bed, out cold, sleeps like a baby. Life is different. So this friend of mine who said to me that he didn't sleep last night, I said, go to Tory Holistics, use our promo code broccoli, save 20%. Tell the bud tenders that you're having a hard time sleeping and tell them you need something really strong. And there are so many products for sleep, cannabis products for sleep. And um, you go talk to the bud tenders. They know the products. They'll make the suggestion. Tori Holistics, California Holistics. Callie is down in Chula Vista. Tori is up in Sorrento Valley. Use our promo code BROCCOLI and you'll save 20% when uh, when you do that. Okay, there you go. All right. Hey, um, I Thrive MD. Is Dr. Max Say stopping by today, Alex? He is coming by. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Dr. Tomorrow's Fry. Dr. Fry. Oh, I believe better. so. Even better. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Dr. Max Say. Uh, but Dr. Fry, she's lost 30 pounds. When you see her and you go, oh my God, I can't believe how skinny you are. She was athletically built 30 pounds heavier. She went on the iThrive Lean program, lost that weight. 858-240-1497. I know you want to lose weight in the early part of the year in particular. 
You don't have to change your diet. Don't have to change your lifestyle. Alex has lost 30. Dr. Fry's lost 30. And uh, people are losing weight. Place is packed. You know, I Thrive MD. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. You'll find out more information there. Uh, Penske San Diego. Hey, to all of our friends at Penske San Diego, we're moving cars, man. We got 12 dealerships. We got nine brands, got over a thousand cars and have a website that makes things fast and easy. PenskeSanDiego.com. PenskeSanDiego.com. Tell them what you're interested in. They'll have it waiting for you. By the time you get to the dealership, you'll test drive. Boom, you're out. Great time right now to be getting a new car. Buy or lease with PenskeSanDiego.com. Speaking of a great time, uh, it's also a good time if, if you can afford to go from renter to homeowner. Now is a good time. You talk to our guy, Gary Cooper, and he can explain more of why it is. You might be thinking to yourself, why? Prices are high. Interest rates have gone up. What, why is now a good time? Less competition, number one, so the prices aren't going through the roof. Uh, number two, they've come down. They've, they've contracted a little bit. So um, you got to talk to Gary about loan programs that are available where you can buy down the interest rates. And by the time you get to the current rate, we might be through this recession. You might be refinancing. Not an expert by any means. Gary is. I'm not. I'm passing on information and suggesting that you call him. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper and Mountain Trust Realty. All right. Thursday, I have a feeling... We could have some tired boys around here today. Let's find out. Let's get to today's show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Today is Thursday. It is January 26th. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. 7milecasino.com and keeping my eye on the farmer's insurance open. What a freaking phenomenal, gorgeous, amazing San Diego. Hey, the rest of the world, take a look at us kind of day. I mean, it is freaking blue skies and the blue ocean and the green grass of Torrey Pines. And uh, listen, I got it. You know, the NFL playoffs are happening this weekend. Jim Nance is freaking calling golf from Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The world is focused, the sports world is focused on the NFL playoffs this weekend. But we got the Farmers Insurance Open, which played the first round yesterday, second today, championship round on Saturday. We'll be out there, certainly in the morning. Come on by and say hello. When I say come by, I don't know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be walking around. Alex will be walking around. So, man, what a gorgeous day. What a perfect day uh, to show off San Diego to the rest of the world with the farmers. Pretty windy, though, in, in our neck of the woods. Pretty windy. It sounds like a tornado pretty, outside. Really? Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty windy over really? here, dude. Really? I don't know how it is in North, up there where you're at, but yeah, it's, it, it is was, very windy. It was weird for a second. I went outside. I was like, who's throwing trash cans? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's the wind. Like, it's it was bad for a good 10 minutes. I got to tell you guys, um, North County, I cannot report the same conditions at all as a matter of fact okay. earlier in the day i was watching a lot of the coverage um from tory pines and when i was watching guys on the practice tee and i could see the flags out you know in where they're hitting balls wasn't a lot of movement the trees weren't moving i mean just and i can tell you guys it all seems quiet up here so if you go on the uh on the weather app here i never see the wind little icon mm-hmm but it literally, it's been the wind icon all day here. For wow. Yeah, wow. Took, I went out this morning to get uh, a coffee, and it was just crazy. Crazy windy. Trash okay. everywhere. Really? Everywhere. Trash everywhere. 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 Hmm. everywhere. So, everywhere. so we got I a hit lot. a golf ball on this. It's going to, like, 
Remember that game in Chicago where the people like Robbie Gold kicked one and went. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. kind of how windy it is. Yeah, you, I didn't hit know a, that. you hit a golf ball here around here might hit you back. <laughs> Boomerang. Tough part of town, huh? Yeah. <laughs> golf balls ain't taking it no more. Right on. So uh, we'll get to some farmers insurance open stuff as the afternoon goes on for sure. Uh, definitely going to be jumping in to the championship weekend because lots of news um, and lots of content coming to us from the NFL. We'll get there. We get a lot of stuff getting into that. Um, I do want to say this. I didn't put two and two together, but we got really kind of lucky last night, the three of us. And it wasn't just us, but with our, our whole group. You know, we decided, we talked about this a lot yesterday, and people have been hitting me up going, how was it? How was it? We, um, the three of us and others, carpooled up to uh, up to Staples, up to Crypto.com to see the Lakers play the Spurs last night. And you might be wondering, why? Why would you guys go do that? Um, San Antonio, not exactly an attraction. Well, when we got the tickets, it was because they were easier to get than the night before against the Clippers. You know, who's going to see the Spurs? But then last night, Anthony Davis came back, which was kind of cool. And mm -hmm. the um, and the kid they got from Washington, Rui, is it Hashimura? Am I saying his name right? Yes. Okay. He played last night. And the Lakers were involved in a competitive game, which kept us to the game until about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter when they took a 10-point lead. And then... Again, I never really put two and two together. Yesterday, January 25th, we go to a Laker game. And today is the three-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death and obviously other people, including his daughter, on that, that helicopter. But when I think back, guys, to three years ago, I know exactly where I was. It's one of those moments in life you just happen to know exactly where you were. You know, driving to Miami to the convention center because we were down there for what his radio row, but we were calling podcast row because we were like the only people doing what we were doing at, at that time. And um, we're driving down on uh, on the 95 freeway in, in South Florida, driving to, to Miami. And Alex, was it, were you mm -hmm. sitting in the back it was seat? me. I broke the news to you guys before we jumped on the elevator coming down from Pratty's. And I was like, this isn't real. I remember telling you guys, like, I don't know if this is real, but I'm just seeing on Twitter that Kobe's dead. And then by the time we got to the car on the freeway, started driving, that's when we had like an hour because there was so much traffic in the South Beach. We had like an hour of who was in the helicopter, who was not in the helicopter, how many of his kids were in the helicopter, the whole families. And the, all these conflicting reports came out. By the time we actually settled down, met with Howard, Howie, and got our press credentials and everything kind of like everything came out by then that was like yeah. three four hours later mm -hmm. but yeah that car ride was just your cousin trying to talk about you know us being in florida and the three of us only wanting to figure out what the heck's going on with kobe oh damn i forgot about that so my cousin jason was going down there with us wasn't he mm -hmm. yeah yeah because oh, he was showing us around you know we went to versailles we were kind of going to little havana we did we were just kind of driving around south yeah. beach that was the plan for the day yeah and it kind of just soured the day a little bit. I and mean, we did it all, but it kind of soured the day a bit. Yeah. A lot. Um, yeah. And, and, Radio and, and by the way, um, after so after this day three years ago, where we all find out Kobe Bryant died, um, later that week, later that week, right, we are hearing coronavirus, coronavirus. And again, Browner was on top of it before us, but I was blowing it off from the beginning. I was like, ain't got nothing to do with me. Browner wore a mask on the flight, and we laughed at him. Yep. Facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not. 
and I got the original COVID. Right. <laughs> right. Never miss a day of work because you are a bad man. You are tough, buddy. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, so what happened was is, uh, yeah, this, this day, three years ago, Kobe Bryant died. Amazing. Like, can't even believe that, that guy with his life, you know, uh, perished in a, in a, in an accident that day, you know, and, and his daughter and all the other people that were on that, that helicopter with him. So almost three years to the day, last night we go to a Laker game. And and we went to a Laker game that was really just kind of expected to be, oh, ho-hum, big deal. LeBron won't play. AD's still out. They don't have this guy. They still should be able to win this game. You know, not not exactly a buzz and an excitement. But we guys, we got lucky, man. We picked we picked the right game given kind of the circumstances of people thinking about Kobe. A lot of those Kobe jerseys in that arena last night. Yes, it was. And then right into this the today, you know, and, and well, last night seeing the game. And then today being the anniversary. The shirts outside crypto made a lot more sense now. There was like knockoff Kobe shirts for mm -hmm. sale, but they were so sad looking. Right. And I was like, why are they selling these like sad looking Kobe shirts? Because I was going to, I always like to buy knockoff stuff. I like to help those people, whatever. It's my thing. And <laughs> I was going to buy one, but I was like, this is really sad Kobe shirt. I don't want that. So I didn't buy one, but now it makes sense. Right. I, I, I thought it was the 27th. I, I totally missed the day. I, for whatever reason, I had 27 in my head. But yeah, today is three years. Right on. Yeah. Well, we went to this game. On a positive night. note. Yeah. Last night was great. Dude, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? I have a new favorite Laker. Oh, really? I said it before we got in the elevator. I'm all in on Rui Hashimura. All <laughs> in. He is my favorite player. He is my favorite player. I, I don't know what a, it is about him. Is I think he, it's because he's young. Oh, I think it's because he's athletic. Mm -hmm. I think it's because he can actually create his own shot. I like everything about him. I've heard him speak now. Dude, the All fact that he's a black Japanese guy is so freaking unusual, at least to me. It makes it super young and cool. Yeah. I'm, I don't come on. Seriously. Like in, in the NBA, tell me like a, super cool guy from around the world that you look at and you go that guy man he's from that part of the world you know Luka Doncic you're like man that guy grew up in that part of the world you know Pau Gasol grew up in in Europe in Spain right how about the two-time MVP who picked up his trophy on a back of a horse and carriage last year yeah yeah where is <laughs> in the middle from? of Croatia yeah where's he from the Joker Croatia Croatia so um all these guys from around the world that you see come in, guys from China, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when Yao Ming showed up in the NBA, you were like, oh, my God, dude, that's like a seven-foot-seven-inch Chinese dude. One of my all-time favorite players, Pau Gasol from Spain. Yeah. Like re remember Seven-foot-two dude from remember, Spain. Remember the Lakers had to get their own Chinese dude after the, yeah. after the Rockets had Yao Ming? They had, uh, what was this kid's name? He was so bad. He was so bad. Uh, he was so bad. Uh, some, he was so bad. But don't you guys, what I'm getting Jeremy at Lin. Is, Jeremy Lin. Okay. But is, isn't Jeremy Lin American? But he's. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. Asian. Yi Yan Lian. 
Yes, Lee, he was so bad. Was oh, so man. bad. So I bad. Remember. I don't remember. He was, he was in the Yao Ming craze. You know? Yes, dude. He was a fan favorite, too. People wanted him to get in. As soon as he got in, he was trash. <laughs> yep. oh, well, I guess, yep. I guess what I'm saying is, is that when we think about players in the NBA from around the world, you know, um, I mostly think of guys from, you know, Europe. Listen, Giannis from Greece. Um, wh where is Luca from? Uh, Slovenia. Oh, yeah. Serp. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, again, think about Giannis and Luca and all these like international star players. Okay, just from Serbia. Okay. okay. I said Croatia. My okay. Point. Okay. From from Serbia, Croatia. Yeah. The, my point is, is this: we got these guys from around the world playing in the NBA, and that's cool because the best guys from around the world want to come play in the NBA. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, but. I don't ever remember like a, a young, cool Japanese black guy who's speaking Japanese to all these Japanese reporters. That's a very unusual. And uh, Alex, to your point, I, I agree, man. I think it's an exciting person. Like, like for example, when, when people think about, you know, why would Otani want to go play in L.A.? You think about, or, or New York for that matter, you think about what those teams have been to international players and what those massive communities could mean to guys from other countries. Mm -hmm. But the Lakers now have a guy that's, that's an interesting, unusual combo. Yeah, it's, I don't think they got him for no, that, but I think not. it's a positive. It's what I find no, interesting. But, it's what I find No, but I do think that. I do think that some players get acquired for those reasons, obviously. Oh, really? It's not, yeah, I, for, for internet, I mean, we talked about Otani earlier this week. Like it's part of getting him. It's not just getting this great player. It's and it's getting everything that comes with him. Uh, right. But I, I well, just I like way, I guess the way just, the Padres maybe like the Padres utilize the Hispanicness of their clubhouse, right? I mean, yeah. all the you know murals around town. Let's let's try and go attract that community to these kinds of guys. We've got yeah. them. It's also like they get Joe Musgrove, but they also get the hometown kid. They also get the ambassador of the club now that's going to go everywhere and be the local guy. Um, but my 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 reasoning for loving Rui is just a visible aspect of his game that the Lakers just do not have or possess until last night. You know, I've watched this team be terrible since they traded Kyle Kuzma. They haven't had a guy, and, I, and Kyle Kuzma has his flaws, but I mean like that type of player that size a swing athletic big and with him fan and who can make yeah. shots yeah and with Rudy, just watching it just watching him yesterday the mm -hmm. energy and i know it's his first game so he went all out but the energy the youthfulness of his game it it's just it's a little bit more precise looking than when austin reeves does the things he does um but i just really like the kid and i forgot how much how good he is on the basketball not how relax browner don't get all your panties in the wall when I see how good he is. I'm just saying, like, he was really good at Gonzaga. And if he can do a, half of that with the Lakers, that's a huge plus. Mm. You know what I thought was the smartest thing he did last night? Um, give the ball to LeBron. Because I watched him many times get a pass from LeBron, an inbounds pass, and then immediately give it back to me. It said to me he understood he's a young the kid. The assignment. Yeah, he's a young kid. And this guy's twice my age. And this is his team. And what a um, honor and privilege it is to have left Washington nonsense. And now I get to play for the Lakers. 
And it's he talked about it the other night. It's a lot closer to get to Japan, get home, playing here. And I get to play with this guy, like the all-time legend who's about to break the scoring record in the history of the league. I'm hey, LeBron, give me here. Here you go. You gave it to me. I give it right back to you. Respect. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, like it wasn't all positive last night. Mm. Russell Westbrook is worse in person than on television. Because <laughs> you can see the other stuff There's you like, can't see on television. Yeah. Like I was I was one of those people who was like, he figured it out. I'm happy for him. I think he's gonna work for the Lakers going forward. And then you watch it in person, which is always the last shoe to drop. And it is a disconnect. It is yeah. a disconnect. I man. mean, Scott, we spent the entire first quarter and a half talking about how LeBron looked like he was just whiny. How LeBron looked like he just did not want to be there last night. And it's kind of lazy, actually. Like every yeah. time he got the ball, he's like, all right, gave it to me, shoot. You know, like I'll just I mean, shoot how, from wherever I'm at. He let Pat Beverly solid, get busy in the first quarter. There was a solid, you know, five to eight minutes there in the second quarter, I think, or third quarter, mm-hmm. where the Lakers were just throwing threes up. Mm-hmm. They were just like, let's just not run an offense. Let's just shoot. We'll beat this team somehow. And it wasn't until, and I noticed this, I don't know if you guys noticed this, it wasn't until Ham gave LeBron and AD minutes together that they actually started making a run in the fourth quarter. It was LeBron, AD, Rui, Pat Bev, because he had a good game, and Schroeder. It was Schroeder last night who had a really good game, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't Pat Bev in the fourth, but it's just like, I think LeBron and AD, AD makes LeBron happy. I think it was LeBron, <laughs> AD, Russ, um, Schroeder, and Not Rui, Russ. because I think you even said to me, you said, this is their closing team, um, but they're missing um, Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. I mean, I think that's when, yeah. you, if that's what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about towards the fourth quarter where they pulled it, well, pulled away. Mm-hmm. It was a little different lineup. I don't think Russ was in it. Mm. But I, yeah, I think when Reeves comes back, you probably place him in instead of Russ. And that's probably your closing lineup for the Lakers. Well, it was good. It was really, I mean, a very, um, it was a really great thing. You know, like, like I didn't realize today was the, the anniversary of Kobe. And I didn't realize that last night when getting tickets to the game against San Antonio, that we would get the new player, Rui, who you and I obviously seem to find very interesting for different reasons. You yes. more from a basketball perspective, me for, from a, from a cultural perspective. And, um, and we had this great game. I mean, last night was fun, guys. Like, that was a really fun thing to do. I don't know how you guys felt about the drive going up and coming back. But, like, coming back, I don't know how long it took you, Alex, but I think I saw this morning your text that said, hey, we're home, and you couldn't have been a few minutes behind us, and you guys still had to go down to North Park. Yeah, we we mentioned that when we passed your exit. We're like, oh, that's why it doesn't think it's right. so long because we still got 25 minutes to go. <laughs> I mean, I will say moving further up into North County does help when you're going to orange County or to LA, it does, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I didn't mind it. It was, it was good company. We had good conversations, we had hilarious conversations on the way to LA. I missed, I missed two exits cause we were so caught up in the stories, <laughs> story, story time. Um, but no, it was a good time. Got home, passed out immediately. And this morning, yeah, I was exhausted, but it's all good. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah. It was worth it for sure. Um, I gotta say on the airwaves of 1090 and on all of the, you know, YouTube and TV and, you know, all the audio podcast platforms where we are. I got to say to my friends and colleagues up at 710 in LA um, who hosted us last night, I just loved it. And I actually, I'll be honest with you guys. I know this is going to sound a little weird, but I loved watching you guys interact with my colleagues from LA 
who are all the sales guys and the top management guys, you know, um, the guys who actually are running the station and selling the station. And they seem to get a kick out of meeting you. And uh, you guys seem to enjoy meeting them. And they hosted us last night. And it was awesome. It was just, it was the three of us plus Jason Lawhead. Uh, Bernard Thompson, who uh, was going to the game anyway, came and hung, hung out with us. And then our friend Ryan Dyrud, who runs a website called the LA Football Network, who actually on Fridays does a two-hour radio show on 1090. So we had a good crew last night. It was funny, though, because we were at Yard House in LA Live. And that we were there from probably what, – what time do you think you got there, Alex? Uh, Like 10 minutes before 6, probably. Yeah, something like that. so I probably got down there about 10 after 6. And we had one beer – at the bar and, and we we're like, well, let's just go, even though the game's at seven 30. And then when we went up to the, the suite, we were the only people in there. And I remember Lawhead going, so why were we not coming here first? There's <laughs> cold know. beer in the refrigerator. They got tacos and hot dogs and, and chicken nuggets for Browner. Who was Browner? I ordered that special for you, dog. Dude, I crushed about, I don't know, 10 of those, at least yeah. 10. It was great. Yeah. It was great. And I had the two espresso martinis to get the night rolling. I was mm -hmm. lit, boy. <laughs> the old. I was lit, boy. And they almost you... didn't let me in, though. Uh, truth be told, if we being transparent, I almost didn't even get into crypto staple whatever. All right, well, well, hold on. We'll tell the story in a second here. Um, but, yeah, we're gonna out you for your man purse. You know, dude, yeah, man. Dude, speaking about being lit, man. So, so Lawhead, I think probably about <laughs> the third quarter decided. Well, you know what? I'm not driving home. Kaplan's driving Alex, home. Blame Alex. No, no. <laughs> okay. Wait. No. Okay. There's a story here. I didn't know this, that there's something going on that I did not know. Oh, oh my God. Oh God. I can't <laughs> wait to hear this. Oh, I can't oh, wait to hear my this. God. All right. Here's the deal yeah. for, for those of you that have asked, um, you know, through Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or email or whatever else, man. Um, you are like, Hey, did you guys have a good time last night? How was it? It's great. We'll tell you some of the stories from last night. Uh, I've got some videos to show you as well. And, uh, and I love everybody on Twitter who is like offended that we went to a Laker game. One of the things that I know Alex tweeted was, gosh, it'd be great to have one of these in San Diego. I mean, you got to drive two hours to get to an NBA game. It would be awesome to have. I don't think it's really on the radar, but it would be awesome. All right, look, we're in the seven mile casino studio. Seven mile casino.com is the place to be. Uh, and when we come back, I got to hear the story because I'll tell you right now, you talk about being lit, boy. You got to hear the, I mean, who I drove home with last night. Stick around. <laughs> All right, great friends. Hey, Thursday, January 26th, Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Along with Grande and the Brown Man, fellas, we were just, um, just about to tell some stories here about last night. For anybody that's just getting with us, we decided to field trip up to a Laker game and the Laker game that we chose was against San Antonio because it was easier to get tickets against San Antonio than it was the night before against the Clippers. Little did we know that we would luck into Anthony Davis returning and the uh, debut of this kid that they had just gotten from Washington, Rui Hashimura. So, and the Lakers won last night and we had the suite and we, uh, and we got to eat and drink and it was fun. And it was great. Great camaraderie. Browner, you said before we even got to the suite, you were, and I think I'm quoting you when I say, lit boy. Is that right? <laughs> Bro, listen, I was uh I was definitely in a in a espresso mood, boy. I was I had the energy last night. It was uh it was the right move for me. I was two in before you even showed up. So you had two espresso martinis. Mm-hmm. Or were these espresso martinis? 
Depends on depends on who's serving them. Last time there was espresso. That girl was on point. Yeah, and this was at the yeah, yard house at LA Live. How much they get you for for an espresso martini there last night? You know what? One of the cheapest ones I've had, man. I think we hit them at the right hour. Oh, really? When we looked down at our bill, we was like, whoa, okay, let's get some more of these. <laughs> <laughs> let's get some more of these because uh, this is way less than I expected. I was expecting like 60 bucks, 80 bucks for four drinks. Mm -hmm. It was like 27, I think it was $31, but $31. Okay. It was $31, man. So, all right. They definitely, they definitely got another 31 after that. So we, we all leave the yard house. We, I walk in, we have a beer, you know, and uh, we put our group together. So now we got me, Browner, Alex, Lawhead, uh, Ryan Dirud from the LA football network. And we're all going to walk across the street. Uh, Bernard Thompson is texting me. He's like, Hey man, I'm in the arena. I came to, you know, hang out. And so Bernard had tickets to the game. So he wanted to come hang out. I, I really felt bad because fat Tony hit me up and he was like, yo, can I come? What's up? And I'm like, Oh, we'd love to have you. But last minute I, I couldn't get any more tickets. So we uh, we walk across L.A. Live to go into the arena and I got a jacket. I got so much crap in my pockets. OK, I always wear this jacket because I want stuff in my pockets. I got my wallet. I got my lip stuff. I got my phone. I got my AirPods. I got I got I don't know, just all kinds of stuff in my pocket, you know, and I take my jacket off to walk through security. And now they're like investigating everything I got in my pockets. They got flashlights going through my pockets. I'm like, dude, there's nothing in there, you know, but whatever. <clears throat> now Browner walks through now just Browner Browner. What's up with the, with the purse that you now carry Merce. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and play no games with y'all. It's a bag that I have lots of stuff in. I got lots of stuff, man. I got these sunglasses with the camera in them that don't fit in nobody's pocket. I got my phone. I got a phone charger. I got a wallet. I just got too much stuff. Keys. I got too much stuff to be carrying around, man. I can't do no. I can't do pockets no more. Dog. I'm over pockets. Dog, I'm with you. So, so your purse is my jacket. I got a jacket with two pockets with zippers, and I got tons of crap in there. And every time Rachel sees me, she's like. What is all the crap in your pockets? Because you can see how my jacket is weighed down. Dangle, right? It dangles. Right. It was making my pants look weird. Right. If 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 I were gonna put my phone and my wallet and my lip stuff and my and my this and my that, and if I was gonna put it all in my pants pockets, bro, I need like suspenders to keep my pants up. It's too much for real. So I, so I carry the bag. No shame either. I carry the bag, man. Alex, um, you called it a merce. Mm-hmm. I, I want to describe this. This. Uh, this. I can go get it. It's like two feet from me. Yeah, get grab it if you don't mind. I mean, it's it, like uh, it's a fanny pack that is over the shoulder. It's so can you pack. can you fanny it or can you not fanny it? All right, here it's comes Browner. It's built to be a fanny. Browner, can you fanny pack this thing or or are you just wearing it over your shoulder because it's cooler like that? This bag is this bag in particular is a over the shoulder bag. I have another bag that a is purse. a fanny pack. I have two fanny packs, but those were too small, mm -hmm. and so I went with this one because it's many, over the over the over the shoulder look. How many phones you carrying last night? One. What you doing? Well, you know we've talked about this on the show what that you, you got. You you know. One phone. I had one phone last night. Okay. Do all that. right. All right. Don't do that. Well, you you know. Uh, well, so one phone. One phone. Eight burners. Hollow. Can See, you so show? I, I got so I got the AirPods. I mm -hmm. mean the the Beats mm -hmm. wallet. Yeah, cash, cash, straight cash, homie. 
keys to I don't even know what these are for. <laughs> you, you were carrying here. You were, this guy, this security guy last you night. You got a chain in there. What? You say you got a chain? No. Nah. Nah, no, A pick. What what you got a pick for? Pick this thing out. <laughs> Headphone. I mean, uh, camera those, glasses. Those sunglasses right there. That guy last night, that security guy was like, I don't know what this is. This could be a bomb. This guy literally did not want to let me in the game. That he guy was, was definitely a, that guy was a rookie. Well, he was he, a rookie. He had a he had a sheet, a spreadsheet of who to call for protocol, and he was looking panicky at that sheet, like, "Hey, no one's answering me. I don't know what to yeah, do here." Right? He's like, "There's a really tall black guy who coming into the executive area. He's going in through the VIP. He he yeah. does he, he cannot he cannot belong in here." I mean, somebody what, over here. what was that? Like, why didn't he look at you and go like, this guy's clearly a former he's Laker. Got, this guy's clearly a ball a, player. He's got a black hat with old English writing on it. And I don't know what CHI means. It could be a gang in LA. Right. He's God. wearing all black Air Force Ones. I know he's trouble. This guy's looking for trouble. Like he looked through your bag and was calling over like managers. Like there's a tall yeah. black guy over here. And I don't know what these sunglasses are. Could be a bomb. Not sure. He was definitely afraid to open it too. It's like, uh, 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 let me, Daryl, Daryl, we need, is Daryl around? Daryl? <laughs> yeah, Darryl. he looked around for a while. Yeah, right. We're Darryl like, guy, hey, hey, guy, you're holding up the line here, buddy. Yeah. And I was. And, we all, and we're all looking at Brown and like, you just had to bring a purse. You had to bring a purse. <laughs> you just couldn't, you know, you couldn't leave it in the car. You had, like, because you really needed all this stuff inside crypto. You really needed those sun, those yeah. sunglasses. You really needed that pick. You really needed. You're wearing a hat, but you need a pick. Yeah. Couldn't just leave it in the car. I needed everything, man. You never know. You never know. I was getting some looks last night. Really? Looks from who? Digging to the the neighboring suites. Really? They were checking you out? Yeah, man. That was uh, definitely one. Definitely one. But I was there for for fun with the fellas. I wasn't there to entangle. So, you know, I let that be. No entanglement. But she was on third quarter. Third quarter. Yeah. Third quarter was almost time, but I, you know. <laughs> Third quarter is when people started kind of saying weird things. Because uh, here's the thing. My man, Jason Lawhead, me and Jay Law drove home last night together. And Lawhead, I, I feel like in around the third quarter, I think Jason kind of came to this conclusion like, I'm not driving. Kaplan's driving. Nope. False. Okay. That's not the case? False. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you know something I don't know? <laughs> Halftime pep talk, courtesy okay. of Grande Padilla. Oh, okay. charged him up. Charged my friend, him up. I told you guys, I mind my business. There was suits in there. Didn't really feel like conversing once the game started. So I sat down by myself. I was like, I'm here to watch the game. I've already done my, my cordialness. I've already I talked met to everybody. every suit. I've been very nice. All the but, suits are nice people. They're, they're yeah, very nice. No, people. they're all nice. And there's nothing that I, I just knew when the game started, mm-hmm. I was out. I wanted to watch the game. So I okay. sat down. I had my water. I actually had a taco. I had a Coke. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I, uh, chicken wings, not for me. Not my thing yesterday. So I had a taco. I got, for me. Really, I got really spiced up. I don't know what the hell was in that meat or salsa. My mouth dude, was on fire. Dude, I, I am telling you right now, <laughs> there is something in this chicken that that uh, honestly, I get the sweats behind my head. Yeah. Like I gotta wipe my head with a napkin. I'm yeah. I'm disgusting. I'm so sweaty from some I, uh, spice that's in there. You know, some I, I can't tell you about the chicken, but I think the the carne had the same thing. Oh. So I'm sitting there, mm-hmm. and half time <clears throat> half time comes around, and I I'm like I tr- I get up, I turn around, I see browner water, 
Lawhead, water. Scott, you're driving water. Understood. Tom, B. Tomp had like something. Ryan Dyra was doing what I would do. But I looked at Lawhead and I was like, man, you know, if I wasn't driving, there ain't no way I'd have a water right now. Ain't no chance I'd have a water right now. I see a bottle of JMO. I see a bottle of Tito. I see two bottles of Tito's. I see two bottles of Avion. I see a fridge full of seltzers and beer. And y'all over here drinking water? Y'all over here drinking water? So I had to give my all, boys you, know I, you know I ain't drinking no water, dog. Don't do that to me. You know I won't drinking no water. I, I don't know. Had, water. There was a water bottle in front of you. It might have been Ryan's. But, but he was yeah, drinking, I think, a seltzer. Weren't you drinking yeah, a seltzer? I yeah. mean, the guy, he started with espresso martinis. He carries his purse into the game. And now he's yeah. drinking seltzers, this guy. Yeah. That's, you know, there's questionable decisions there. But I gave Jason a pep talk. I gave Jason a pep talk. And and the next thing I know, he's like, yo, is this good enough for you, Grande? Is this good enough? And it, what you thought he was talking about the dessert cart. Yeah. My man was talking because he pulled the bottle of JMO out and started pouring like this. Cracked that thing open. Cracked that thing open. And I was like, there you go. That's good enough. He was not talking about the dessert cart. No. We were talking about the bottle of JMO that he cracked open. He goes, just like my dad used to do it. Whiskey and water. Whiskey and water. Put a little uh -huh. hair on your chest. Yeah. And I was like, there you he, go. Uh, he drank. Because I knew that Jason was not coming home with me. Right. So I know if he, <laughs> I knew that if, if Jason becomes a chatty Cathy, mm. it ain't, it ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be Browner. We're not going to be in the car with him. So mm -hmm. he, talk. he had two he beers. Yeah. He had two beers. Then he had another drink when we first got to the suite when everybody was like, oh, okay. No more being polite. Let's drink and eat. And then when he cracked that JMO open, I knew it was over. Well, I knew it was here, over. Here's Boy. what happened, though. Here's what happened. So he had one. He had, you know, just like a little plastic glass, and he had you know, it was full brown liquid, you know. And so, <laughs> you know, what whiskey and water? I don't know. Maybe light on the water, you know, a little splash, perhaps, <laughs> right? And then Jay started to feel good, to the point where our man Jay Law. Now, just let me say something. Let me, let me hype my boy here for a second. You know, he had a very, very good high school basketball career. I mean, like really, really good. He's the kind of guy that if he shows up in a gym and you're like, this little short, skinny white guy, we don't need him. Like when he gets out on the floor, everybody's like, wait a second. That's a 50-year-old guy playing ball like that because he had that kind of high school basketball career. You know what I mean? Whereas like a guy like me, I can run up and down, but I, I don't really have any real basketball skill. I'm just a world-class athlete who can adjust to play basketball, all right? So Lawhead's a good ball player. And Lawhead has been refereeing tons of games, high school basketball games. And he says he's in good shape because he's running up and down the floor, and he says his core strength is really good to the point where at intermissions and breaks during games, he's doing a lot of shooting. Oh, man. What? I just know where you're going with this. So, so he's telling us he's doing a lot of shooting. He's in good shape. His core is strong. And he's watching Russell Westbrook play last night. And he's like, you know what? How did he say it? He goes, if I were playing Russell Westbrook and horse, I'd easily, easily win if you eliminate dunks. Mm -hmm. Pretty much that was the gist of the, well, yes. Yeah. And he just kept going and going and going. And that's when I turned around and gave either Browner a look. I gave somebody a look, and I was like, "This dude is actually serious," you know? Because yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah. You know, like we'll say, like, "Hey, you, you put me out there. I can't do much worse." No, but Jason was dead serious, and I was like, "Jay, you could even spot him H O R S, and you'd still beat him." And he was like, "That's right, Grande. Yes, I would. Yes, I would beat him if you gave me H O R S." And I was like, 
Okay. Bro, Liquid courage. When he when he said I could beat Russell Westbrook in horse, I don't know whether Alex heard it the first time, but when he repeated it, Alex turned around so slow. And I guess he saw me laughing at his turn. And he just kept going and he and then he just started egging him on. And I was like, and so at that point, I'm like, Jason, come on, bro. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. And you he never let it go. No, no. He never let no. it go. He's like, dude, I'm silky right now. I'm so smooth with my shot right now. My med range has never been better. <laughs> he, he, he was pulling up the form, hit the yeah. form out. Yeah. He was ready. Well, not only that, but then I think what happened after he started to tell us that he could beat Russell Westbrook and horse. And again, this wasn't like, hey, look. Um, you know, I'm in the prime of my career and I just got done with my career at Duke and I'm playing overseas and I'm a better shooter. This is like 50 year old guy who says I'm in good shape because I'm officiating games and I'm shooting the ball at, at breaks and at halftime I'm shooting and Russell Westbrook can't hit a shot. I would beat him in horse and he's dead serious. And then he poured yeah. another one. Oh, he, see, then he oh. poured another one. And then he said he'd beat LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he did. He poured another liquid refreshment because oh he was like, God. again, I'm not driving home. I'm here. The drinks are free. The food is good. We're at a game. In fact, Jason was even saying to me, he's like, dude, if I had access to this suite, meaning if I worked across the street and I had access to the suite, I'd be telling my wife, if you want to see me, come to the game because I would be here for every game. <laughs> And then he would say to me, he goes, now, is this suite available for everything? I was like, yeah, dude, Kings games, Clippers games, Laker games, concerts. Yeah, they, it's their suite. You know, he's like, oh, man, we got to come to a Kings game. We got to come. We got to come to it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we do. I've been to a hockey game in ages. So, so Jay put down that second drink, though. And now there's about five minutes to go in the game. And uh, I was like, Jay, let's, we're going to start making our way out of here. Go to the bathroom. Like a kid. I'm like, go to the bathroom. He's like, I don't have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm not stopping. I am not stopping. Yeah. Even though Alex and, and Browner are trying to encourage me to create a map system and an app, best bathroom. Because <laughs> Nancy stop. said it's a genius idea. Did she? Yeah. And I, I know it's a genius idea. So it's an app where I tell people the best bathrooms to use between LA and San Diego, and I rank the bathrooms based on a variety of criteria. It's yes. And then the more, so you, you, you just poop as many times as you can from LA to San Diego, not all in a day, obviously. And then you rate the bathrooms of, and your, your scale could be whatever, you know, cleanliness. Obviously we talked about if it's a hotel, how much does I get bothered? Do I need a code? Do I need a quarter? Do I, know, have, all to the, speak, do I have to speak to somebody at the front desk? Like, do I have to ask them where the bathroom there, is? Is there a bidet? Is, yeah. what, how's the toilet paper situation? Here, I'll, is it one-ply? You know? I'll give you an example. Um, my son and I were in Pittsburgh, and um, we went and had a sandwich somewhere. And uh, about 10 minutes after, and I'm in the car, it hits me. It hits me. And, dude, Classic. and it's this is bad because I'm in city driving now. I mean, I'm talking like real city driving mm -hmm. and um, it is hitting me and it's, I, I have a very limited amount of time or it's all happening in this rental car. And uh, my son's laughing at me and I'm going, this isn't funny, you know? <laughs> so I know where there's a really nice hotel and I pull over and I get out and I jump out of the car and I go, Hey, if anybody needs to move here, you move the car. And I go in and I'm like this, huh? Huh, where's the bathroom? Like I'm looking through the lobby. Where is it? Where's the bathroom? 
I start heading in a direction. And I, I see a lady. I'm like, do you know where the restrooms are? She could tell I was in, you know, a critical situation in need. And she, but she go down the hall, then go up the hall, then turn right. And it's like 200 yards. Mm -hmm. That's see, they would be a much lower ranking because, right. because one of the things that you have to do is you got to be able to get parked and in and immediately to where you're going execute right you can't you can't be going that way up the right. hall that way 200 right. yards later you may not make it so i think we can like call it like scott squats and then um you can have you could almost turn it into a yelp for so you could have anybody rate bathrooms right so the three of us might have experienced the same bathroom but you have your own section of scott's ratings mm -hmm. so it's your app you have your own column of, of the map right the gps tells you like oh scott's reviewed this one scott mm -hmm. recommends this one mm -hmm. but it could also be a user generated one so everybody can leave their review on any toilet in any country any part of the country and that way you build a database of what people generally think but then it's like your specific one is on a different like section yeah. of the app. Yeah. Like I'll give you an example. Like uh, yesterday I was driving up to LA and, um, and I stopped in Anaheim um, at this, there's this little strip mall of restaurants and I stopped there and I'll tell you something. There's this little Mediterranean place with a very nice clean bathroom. Now, oh now here's the thing. I, I go in and I order something. And then I uh, use the bathroom mm -hmm. because I'm not going to just walk in and ask, Hey, can I use your bathroom? Right. Well, that could be considered something that people want. Well, they right. just want to use the bathroom. Okay. But there's also reviews. Like turns out I stopped because I desperately needed to use the bathroom. I walk in, I felt guilty about just using the bathroom. I mm -hmm. ordered something, then went and destroyed their bathroom. Came no, out. No, that's not the app. Order, it's not the app, bro. I picked up my, but wait a second. But I picked up my order and the food was really great. And guess what? Now, because I stopped there the first time and had a pleasant bathroom experience and bought the food from there. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I think that all goes into your because he's like Brown is saying that's not the app. But for some people, that could be the app for Scott's like section of the app. That is part of it. Like, hey, not only can you have a pleasant number two, you could also order a number two and be on your merry way right. after the number two. Right. Right. I could actually do a number two right. and go order a number two and then stop yeah. at my next place and drop off their two with my two in the next place. Second yeah. place. Yeah. See, because yesterday, Jason like i don't know where we were and he goes so um are you, guys, <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you guys gonna make it to la or are we gonna stop and pee because <laughs> he looked at my gps he said because we got 51 minutes and yeah. uh he couldn't so, hold it man he right. couldn't hold so we it. stopped at the at the starbucks that i said right yeah. there off avalon and carson and it mm -hmm. just boom in and out he was very polite about hey man we need to pull over because i gotta pee well that's why i told him this, about that's it. why i yeah. told him before we left i said hey like a little child, like I'm talking to a kid. Hey, go pee. I don't have to pee. You just had two giant drinks. You're wasted. Go, go pee. I'm not stopping. I wonder if the whole time homie had to pee and he didn't want to tell me. Oh, 100%. All right. All right. Stick around, everybody. We got a lot more to get to, including Kevin Keatsman in Kansas City on his Chiefs getting ready for the AFC Championship game. We'll get there. Coming right up. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, great friends. Hey, it is uh, Kaplan and crew on a Thursday afternoon from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. 
So I don't know about you guys. I'm feeling like uh, we got a lot of the story time of today's show out of the way based on our trip to L.A. last night and going to see the Lakers play and AD's return and Rui's debut and uh, today the anniversary of Kobe. And, you know, this whole anniversary of Kobe, I'll always be reminded of us driving to Miami that Sunday afternoon to go set up on Radio Row when we were discussing how this was going down. This was three years ago. Now, back up just a hair before that, um, go back to April of 2019. Um, dude, that's when we started the podcast version of the show. That's when 1090 originally went off the air. We drove up to Callaway Golf every day because Jason Finley said, come use our spot. Uh, we did that for several months where we totally invaded their space, man. We were just the worst. Like, they didn't think we were ever moving out. I think they were trying to figure out how to tell us, please stop coming. Um, and then, uh, and then you know, obviously everything's happened subsequently. So I always look at Jason Finley from Callaway Golf as one of the true godfathers of the show. And uh, with what's going on at Torrey Pines and the Farmers Insurance Open, we need a little golf expertise around here. So Jason Finley joins us. Looks like he's in his office up in Carlsbad at Callaway Golf. What's up, Jay Finn? Uh, not much. How you doing? I am in the office, and it is a little quieter without uh, without worrying about your crew coming in here every day. <laughs> I know. God, did we ever did we ever figure out like what? How far? How long did we stay there? We, we got there what late late March of 2019. How long did we stay? You think till like October ish? It was end of April, end and of we April. left in. Uh, we left in like fully, fully left like end of July or early August. Yeah. 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 Well, who's it, counting? It was, it was, yeah. No one was keeping track of it at all. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the, the, the one thing we tried to do, like on the way out the door, like we tried to say, like, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you. And gosh, we're super sorry for invading your your professional work environment for the last however many months. And we we wound up getting our friends from Habit Burger to bring their um, catering truck. And we must have done, Jay, I don't know, man. What did we do? A couple hundred burgers that day? Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, yeah. You can send them back if you'd like. We'd be happy <laughs> to have them. Oh, believe me. I've uh, I've been talking to them. Um, they were, I think they were acquired by like one of those really big um, restaurant conglomerate types. Like what's the company that owns, I want to say, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yum Brands. Yum. That, I think they were yeah. bought by Yum. The KFC Yum Center? Yeah. I think that's the Boise. Is I do have to show you boys something. I wanted to show you. Oh! oh! How about that? Oh! Yes! There is a story here very much relevant. So there's a there's a strapping young man here in the office that is a uh, now Charger fan. And, of course, I'm, I'm a member of the Charger Hater Club, being a lifelong San Diegan that, that grew up rooting for him. Um, but we had a little bet earlier this year, so I had to buy a shirt uh, for him to wear as part of him losing the bet. Oh, that's awesome. Well, what was the bet? So the bet was, you know, he hasn't been quite tainted on the Chargers as I have. Uh, so he's he's one of these guys that um, huge Charger fan, named his dog Herbert, the full deal, right? Wow. And um, I also have pretty strong feelings about grown men wearing jerseys. Mm, um, so and he and he is one of them. So um, the bet was if the Chargers won the Super Bowl, I had to wear a Justin Herbert jersey to the office every day for a week. And all he has to do is wear this stupid T-shirt for a day. 
So clearly I didn't have, you know, very strong side to that bet, but I knew there was no chance of it happening. So I was fully, fully able to, uh, to get it done. So when will this young man uh, wear this charger hater club shirt at the office or has he already? He has not yet. Um, I'm trying to decide the most visible day for it. Um, day after the Super Bowl. Then, uh, potentially, potentially. It's it going to depend a little bit. Maybe like a group outing where, where everybody's there and we got, got some action going. So we, we got to have a good photo op with it. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, owner of a Charger Hater Club t-shirt and handing it off to a Charger fan who really believed that his team was going to win the Super Bowl this year. And oh, Jay, with, it's so easy. Question. Did you bet Browner? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who well, you bet? This, this guy's worse than Browner, if that if you could believe that. False. 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 I need False. to I need to meet this. I need to meet this gentleman. Maybe we can form a club. No, Browner's just he tries to be the contrarian on everything. So it's so obvious that what he's doing. Wow. What? You see that, Browner? You're obvious. Listen, yeah. the only thing I don't like is the coach. That's it. Everything else, I'm all in. Yeah. Don't be don't be just yeah. me like that. Okay. Jay, next time you gotta like take the bet up a notch. Because um, next time you'd be like, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if the Chargers win the Super Bowl, I'll buy two season tickets next season. Ooh. Oh. Okay. okay. You know but, me better than that. I'm not buying tickets to something. Well, but you don't, you don't have to because you <laughs> know you'll never have it. Right. That's you don't have point. to worry about it. That's the beauty of this bet. You know, it's like, hey, if the Chargers win the Super Bowl, I'll buy two tickets to, to the season. I'll buy season tickets next year. If the Chargers don't win the Super Bowl, you have to do something really extreme yeah. because you know you're going to win. And we're yeah. already like oh. going to next year. So all right away, as soon as they fired or scapegoated the offensive coordinator and, and the quarterback's coach already, because national media loves talking to chargers up there. Like everyone's going to want to work with Justin Herbert. They're going to get the best offensive coordinator. They're going to get the biggest name. Have you seen who they've interviewed? Tight end yeah. coaches, offensive line coaches, <laughs> Backup quarterback Ball coaches. Yeah, they might as well. They might as well call me. No, yeah. no. You know what I wanted? I, here's what I was rooting for for the Chargers today. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but the New York Jets signed Nathaniel Hackett, the former Denver Broncos coach, as their offensive coordinator because he was a really good offensive coordinator when he was with Green Bay. I wanted the Chargers to sign Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. How great would that have been when everybody's talking about how bad Brandon Staley is and who's the next guy on the staff to become the head coach? Like, who's got some experience? They they hand it off to Nathaniel Hackett after the disaster that just was Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. That was the drama I was rooting for. It didn't happen for me. But oh well. Yeah. Uh, Jay Finn, I love the love fact the that, you, that you bought the shirt. Can we see it one more time for everybody? And I'll just, I'll, I'll direct everybody this way. We have not really put out any new merch here uh so far this year but if you but, go to kaplanandcrew.com um why haven't we I, you tell me grande why well, we need we ideas like ideas need to come to us like organically. organically but i think that's a great day to bring up the charger hater club shirt because starting today through the end of sunday it's 20 percent off the entire merch shop wow damn it how about that <laughs> should have waited <laughs> but, but but jason finley let me ask you this question do you have a wise man once said hoodie a white crispy Shout out. I'm not putting him on my body. 
Why not? Shout out. Shout out. It'll, it'll, it'll raise your sex appeal level. Definitely. That's, Easy. That's kind of like putting a grow, another grown man's jersey on your on your. Oh. Why would I want a face of another man on my Oh, on my, oh. On my okay. All right. Well, I, I will say this. Like, for that's example, fair. I just saw I saw George Kittle, the tight end of the 49ers, go to a press conference the other day wearing a Bill Goldberg um, T-shirt. You know, and uh, and then Goldberg got a, a hold of it, and Goldberg put it out on Instagram, and so Goldberg thought that it was a wonderful homage. So perhaps yeah. that's your homage to Browner. I, I have no reason to give him homage. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, a tough crowd here today for you, Brown. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, right. so Jason awesome. Finley is here. Uh, he's in his office at Callaway Golf. You uh, you running around the farmers at all this weekend? Uh, I was going to go today, um, go watch Charlie, but a couple things came up. So I had to unfortunately be here, but, uh, I don't, I don't think so. You know, it sounds a little spoiled to say, but I, I get to see those guys plenty. So to go battle a bunch of crowds, to go out there and do it isn't, isn't high on my list. I understand. Oh, you sound like us, dude. I know. I know. We sound yeah. like us. We sound like gated want, when it comes want to us to go to a Laker game. Okay. Where are we sitting? Well, oh, you like got to have, have a suite. Yeah. 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 I, I know the suite yeah. court or yep. court side. Yeah. You want us to go to an Aztec yeah. game? Yeah. Do Are we at the scorer's table? Can I yeah. shoot a shot? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we, when we were at this Laker game last night, Jay, uh, <laughs> Jason Lawhead, I heard him say to Alex because the, uh, we're at this suite and, you know, they've got nice food and booze, whatever. And um, probably around like, I don't know, third quarter, the dessert tray comes by the suites and they stand outside the suite and you get whatever you want. I mean, the desserts are out of control. And I hear Lawhead say to Alex, Alex, is it everything OK for you? Is this does this work for you? The dessert cart, <laughs> the food, the beer? I mean, is this the, the seat? Is this OK? You work it? I mean, the only thing that was, that was was the problem was that I drove. Other than yeah. that, it was it was it was first class. I know. It really was. Yeah. Um, so Jay Finn, so not going to go out, but our man, Charlie Hoffman, and, and this is where Alex and I screwed up and we admit it, you know, we forgot that the tournament was Wednesday through Saturday because of the NFL games on Sunday, but then Marty Gorsuch, the CEO of the farmer's insurance open came on with us on Tuesday. And I'm like, Marty, tell us about the week. What are the pro-am tomorrow? Like, I, you know, I'm thinking about it. Like it's 10 years ago. Like normal. Yeah. Right. And he, and Marty set us straight. And explain to us that it's the Wednesday through Saturday. So, so we didn't get Charlie on before the event started, but at least in the first round, as of yesterday, his first round, he shot four under, he looked good. Yeah, no, he, uh, he got off to a good start and uh, actually texted him last night to, to tell him nice work and keep it up. But um, I don't know that I like his chances. You know, there's only been three events so far in 2023 and Callaway guys have won all three of them. So I told him, let me know if you need me to get you some Callaway equipment pretty quick because Apparently that's what you need to win in 2023 on the PGA tour. Yeah. Who, who's won what? Uh, John Rahm was won twice. Um, and Siwoo Kim has won the, the other event in Hawaii. So we're, we're off to a pretty good start um, here for our new products. Yeah. It's been fun. And, and Rahm is one of the favorites. In fact, he may be the favorite this week, right? Yeah, I think he was, he didn't get off to a great start. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting today with the wins and, everything and you know it's always interesting with the two different golf courses to kind of you can't really look at who's leading after the first day because it, it changes so much based on the course that they play well you, you remember famously a very dumb guy once said on the radio North carolina south carolina right right does browner know that story there's right, no way he knows that story browner, you ever hear the north carolina south carolina story 
Oh yes, yes. Uh, I can't believe all these guys are from North and South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For anybody that doesn't know what we're talking North course about. and South yeah. course, yeah. Right. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. We're we're on the air. Oh, we are man. live. We are live on the air. It's me and Billy Ray, Alex. We're 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 at Tory Pines, and they've given us the score sheet, like who's going off at what time. You know, so there's the one side. These guys are going off at 8 a.m., and these guys over here on this side are going off at 8 a.m. And it would say next to their name, NC or SC. And it would mm -hmm. tell you, you know, North course or South course. But some dumbass live on radio goes, geez, I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you, I'm looking at, at, at all these guys who are teeing off today. And a lot of guys from North Carolina and South Carolina. <laughs> Bro, I was, fact, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember being so confused when you said that. I was like, what? I just remember seeing like you said there's so many dudes from North Carolina and South Carolina. I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I remember I got a, a call from Kurt Bavakwa. Bavakwa. And Bavakwa said, dude, I was just driving down the road and you were saying that there were a bunch of guys from North Carolina and South Carolina, but you didn't realize it meant North Course and South Course. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my God, what a dumb! It's like the ultimate dribble the ball, stick to sports moment. Yeah, just That's stick to non golf sports. Oh, oh my God! That hey, is so I, bad. Like on a different note, but similar note. Is there ever been like a conversation? Because you don't really know what clubs dudes are specifically using. Wouldn't that be some general knowledge to know? Like, shouldn't that be on the scoreboard somewhere? Like Callaway. Or like I feel like that would be helpful. Like if 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 top yeah. ten guys, if it's eight guys and they're all on Callaway, or if the top ten is and most of them are Callaway, that'd be like just something good to know. Well, they're using else? different equipment. But you know what else, Alex? This is actually super interesting. I wonder, Jason, if there's any sort of like gambling related data that does identify what manufacturer or particular player plays. Because if you go to the horse races and you look through all the data, you can find out every last little thing you're looking for about that horse. So if you're looking to wager, theoretically, on a golfer, and you go, well, John Rahm plays Callaway, and eight of the top 10 guys are Callaway guys, as an example, if I know this guy's a titleist guy, you know, I don't like the titleist guy. Like, if you have a good ball this year, like, shouldn't people know that? That's true. Um, yeah, I think, I think I would tell you that... Um, you know, people that know what NC and SC mean uh, would have a better <laughs> idea of knowing what clubs people use. Yeah. Um, so the hardcore golf fan um, knows a lot of that. And I think, you know, there's a reason why we pay these guys to wear our logos on their hats and their shirts and things like that. Um, so, you know, part of it's right there in front of you to some extent. Right. right. Um, and there are little things, you know, that are, you know, everything's for sale, I guess, would be the other thing to, to say is that. Um, you know, no TV announcer is going to broadcast that so-and-so is using a new Callaway driver. They may mention that he switched to a new driver this week, um, but all that's for sale. And they're trying to, you know, remain a little bit um, independent in that regard. Um, so th there are some ways around it. And certainly, you know, that's data that we look at. We, we look at our guys compared to other guys, you know, and do a lot of that as we're trying to recruit players. Um, into our brand and, and use some of those stats for our own purposes. But 
um, not really from a public consumption. I mean, you can get to it pretty easily, um, right. you know, and, and if you have people that are winning, you're obviously running win ads and things like that to, to build awareness of that. But um, there's not a ton of that that is out there. All right. Jason Finley is here from Callaway Golf, one of the godfathers of this broadcast team and of this show and of the history of it. Been with, us, been with us for literally 20 years, but I mean, helped us rebuild and redesign and reinvent back in 2019. He's in his office at Callaway Golf and Carl. Oh, I have Park. a real quick thing. Yeah. So you just mentioned him as a godfather. I've only heard one other person be yeah. referred to that way. Yeah, so if right. we if the meetings of the family come together, yeah, who's oh. at the table? Yeah. So it's it's me, um, it's Billy Ray, <laughs> it's um, Bill Pugh, the original program director of the show, um, John Carney, mm -hmm. and Jason Finley. Those are the, those would be Godfathers to the okay. show. Yeah. Okay. Oh, big time. You guys got to understand. A good table, uh, Jason. Yeah, it is a nice yeah. table. Uh, yeah. Billy Ray and I met Jason um, back in probably 2002 or three-ish, I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was another gentleman who was working in Callaway back at the time. His name was John Mellican. I can't believe how I know these names. Um, <laughs> shout out to John. Hope he's well. Yeah. No, I saw him uh, Monday, actually, and I'm actually going on a trip with him uh, next week. Oh, my God. Please send him my, my love and my regards. Um, and, and he'll listen. And so this, this gentleman had contacted me and Blair Ray and said, Hey, we want to do like all the local community charity work you guys are doing. We want to be involved. So whatever you guys are doing, count us in. And like, yeah. we, and that's where the relationship began. And what, what year do you think that was Jay? That was probably, yeah, I would say, you know, early to mid two thousands. Um, in fact, I saw John on Monday at something that you guys were involved in. And we have been from the beginning that boys and girls club of San Diego event. Mm -hmm. uh, was on Monday at Ranch Santa Fe, and that's where I saw John. Oh yeah, man! We used to do this event. It used to be at Torrey Pines on the Sunday morning yep. of the of the final round. We used to play the North Course, North Carolina. Yeah, all the all the champions <laughs> were, were were battling it out on the South Course. I would love to 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 play in the North or North Carolina or South Carolina. Yeah, you want to play Torrey Pines? I've never done it. First of all, we should do it. Number one, number two, we should bring Jay with us. Jason, my yeah, you, swing, want me to, you want me to bring golf balls because you're going to lose so many in that rough. Well, not only golf balls, but my I my game has really... improved since COVID, my friend. From yeah. what you saw me the first time at Links at Petco to what you see now, it's very different. Smooth. Hey, Links at Petco, that is is that still on or is that closed down? It's happening yet? like now, right? Or it's I, over? I think it's over with now. Uh, yeah. It just happened recently. I was there. I did it a couple weeks ago. Um, hey, um, when's Top Golf happening? Do we know this yet? Do we have an answer on that yet? We don't have a specific opening date, but there are two locations coming to San Diego finally. Yeah. Um, so it'll be it'll be really fun to, to have that in town for sure. Where are they? Where are the two locations? There's going to be one um, right down by the airport. Oh, um, dude, dude, I've seen them build it. I was like, I was like, is that the new terminal or is that going to be where Top Golf is? It looks awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be right down there by the water, and then the second one's going to be. Uh, in Sereno Valley. So there's actually a driving range know it. there now. Know it. Um, so they're going to kind of adjust that and modify it. Um, we've done it kind of both ways where we started from scratch and kind of modify. Is that so, big enough? Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, no, it's it's big enough. You, you, you know, the, the footprint's actually not tremendously large, um, you know, because they build them up. You know, there's three stories right. to, mm -hmm. to most of them. So um, I was just at one up in LA for a launch event a couple weeks ago that they did that same model where they, you know, kind of 
redid what was a driving range um, up there in El Segundo. So it, it's definitely, it, it, it turned out really well. So hey, uh, hey Jay, I'm looking we, forward to it. I went hey, to the too. El Segundo one. It was a good, was yeah. a good one. We got to hustle. Nice. We got to, we got to go. But Hey Jay, the yeah. one downtown is going to be spectacular. I mean, I can see oh, where it's, it's being built and I can see why it's yeah. going to be like it's next to Costera, out. right? Like in that, that um, area. It's, it's, well, no, it's more like, um, no, it's it not like we got to hustle, but um, yeah, yeah. it's more like as you're pulling into the airport and you're trying to get to the terminals, they're rebuilding Terminal One, but it's before yeah. Terminal One. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Oh. What a location! Oh. What it is going to be like a landmark of San Diego. I promise you that right now. Well, congratulations to all our friends at Callaway Golf, and uh, hey Jay, we're going to be watching for all your players out at the Farmers. All right, let's uh, let's root them on, and hopefully get another Callaway W to start out the year. All right, man. And uh, hey, listen, local guys, Xander and Charlie, let's go, guys. Let's see, let's see if you can maybe uh, do something special while at home. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Lots more to get to. Don't go anywhere. All right. Hey, um, hey guys, uh, halftime, halftime report, little, little mid-roll here of the show today. Uh, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you about Athletic Greens. I'm going to tell you about this until everybody buys it. Okay. Um, when you buy it, I want you to tweet me and tell me that you got it or text me or I don't know, direct message me, email me. I don't fucking care. Just get a hold of me. All right. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. So I take this every day. I kind of brag about, Ooh, it's green, but it's not disgusting. Tastes good. I mean, I love it. I actually Jones for it in a big way, but more importantly, why, why every day? Because if you're like me and you're out there hustling and working hard, and I know you guys are, you know, sustained energy is an important thing. I don't want to have uh, caffeine late in the day. I don't want to drink a Coke. I don't, I don't like soda per se. Um, I don't want, but I don't want to say, Hey, I need caffeine. You know, this right here, I take this one bottle. It's like 12 ounces. You take the one scoop, you take the vitamin D that you get for free. You shake it up in this bottle and down it goes. Chug it. You know, I, I do chug it normally, but I, I find that I'm drinking it over the period of the show. I like it like that more as a liquid refreshment rather than just chug it down. Okay. Anyway, stuff tastes great and it's got everything. 75 vitamins, nutrients, minerals, probiotics. I could list them all for you, but does anybody know what it means? I don't. Here's what I do know. I don't take vitamins. I don't pop pills. I don't take, Hey, I got six vitamins. I got to take, I take this athletic greens. And I've given them away as gifts. And um, the reason I gave them away, so I was thinking that when people get them, they're going to love them and then they're going to keep them, keep using them. For those of you that have ordered subscriptions, it's less than $3 a day, less than a cup of coffee. So here's what I'd say. It's going to get me like it's going to get you healthier this year. Okay. I'm going to sustain my energy throughout the day. I'm going to have my clarity of mind. These are the things that I believe I'm getting from Athletic Greens. And when I'm off of it, I'm like, what's the difference? Try it. I think you're going to love it. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Let's get back to it. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Grande, Brownman, and Kevin Keatsman is getting ready to jump in. Kevin Keatsman has been the voice of Kansas City Sports Radio for like the last 25 years. And uh, like we were talking earlier, uh, reinvented through podcasting, and Kevin Keatsman is back on with us. Kev, what's going on, man? Scotty, Caps, and crew. How you boys doing? Everything good in Southern Cal? 
Yeah, dude. You know what, man? Right now, the Farmers Insurance Open is going on here in San uh, Diego. And if you turn on the Golf Channel, dude, um, and you see what's going on here, I don't know what the weather's like in Kansas City or what it's going to be like for the game this weekend, but the rest of the country and the world is seeing blue skies, the uh, ocean, the green grass. I mean, we got a lot of rain recently, and it's been chilly. So supposedly it's as greener than yeah, ever. But it's, dude, wait, you got to see it on TV, Kev. I played Torrey Pines maybe 25 years ago, almost maybe 30 when I was in TV. We were out there covering a Chiefs-Chargers game and had the Saturday off after we sent our tape back, and I went out there with a guy that had worked at the CBS Village at the time, and I beat him on the last hole. I'll never forget it. You know, it's, it's funny how you can remember golf things. You can't remember old girlfriends' names. There's so many things you can't remember. I can remember golf rounds. It's crazy. Well, Kev, um, what is it going to be like? I mean, I, as I'm bragging about the weather here in San Diego and in Southern California, can weather play a factor in the AFC Championship game this weekend? Yeah, this one's going to be cold. If you watched the Chiefs last week, you saw it was a little wet, but it really wasn't all that cold. It was like 40 degrees, which isn't – for football players, they don't care, Scott. You know this. 40, 50 degrees, 30s, no big deal. We're probably looking at a high Sunday of about 24 degrees, and that's cold for here. We really don't get like that a lot. When it happens, it's for a couple of days. It looks like it's coming in for about 36 hours, but it's coming in for this game. So it will be cold. It'll probably be the coldest game either one of them played. I don't think it was that cold maybe even in Buffalo last week when the Bengals played there. So it's always odd to me. You know, modern football strange. The Chiefs are practicing indoor all week. They're not going outside. They won't do anything really outside until Sunday. I don't know if the Bengals do the same thing, but it's it's just strange how football has evolved. They will practice all week in 68 degrees indoor facilities and then go out and try to play on Sunday. I know. And, and with, with Patrick Mahomes' ankle, I mean, the cold, I wonder if it will be impactful because, you know, yesterday we were watching this press conference where he comes walking in and then goes walking out. And in the 10 steps that I can watch him, I don't I don't see any limp. What's the uh, what's the expectation on Mahomes? He was a full participant in practice on Wednesday. We don't have the report yet for Thursday. He did media before the Thursday practice. He said it was better on Thursday than it was on Wednesday. It's gotten better every day. I think the only line you need to know, they asked Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, you know, what he thought of Patrick Mahomes' progression from Saturday until Wednesday. He said, I don't know what they're doing for him, but I want some of it. That's all he said. Whatever they're giving him is, I want, I'll have what he's having. So look, I don't think there's any question Mahomes is going to play. I don't think you're going to see a lot of it. Maybe as he walks off a field or a moment here or there, he limps just a little bit. But I don't think you're going to see a lot of it when he plays. I'm the only one here bold enough to ask this question because it's sacrilegious to say or even question anything about Patrick Mahomes. But I'm beginning to wonder if this injury was not nearly as severe as it looked yeah. during the game on Saturday. Mm. And we know sometimes you can be upset with reactions. They told him he could not come back into that game on Saturday until he went and got an X-ray in the locker room. He finally relented and went in and got it, and that's when they told him, look, it's negative. We're going to play in the second half, and he piped down. He stopped fighting with Andy Reid and people on the sideline. So I'm, I'm literally beginning to wonder if maybe this wasn't overblown. Scott, you would know better than me. I don't know the severity of different high ankle sprains, but I understand there's multiple ligaments there. It could have been one. This was different for me. Most high ankle sprains that I see people get, it's a lineman planting a foot, trying to twist. It's a running back or receiver taking a corner and planting everything they've got, and they blow out their tire. We've seen those ugly – uh, pictures and videos. This was different. This was a player rolling over on it. And I, I, I don't know if that's better or worse, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to be too severe. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We're talking to Kevin Keatsman and uh, I'll tell you all about Kevin's podcast here in just a second. But um, the guy who is the lead trainer of the um, Chiefs has been with Andy Reid forever. His name is Rick Burkholder. Yeah. And Rick is an old, old, old friend of mine. 
because he was the trainer when I was in college at Pitt. He he was probably, you know, 22, 3, 4, like really, really fresh out of school. And he was our trainer. And so I've known this guy for 30 something years and um, he's great at what he does. So it's either A, he's done a great job or B, to your point, we see the injury on on video and it looks really bad. But Kevin, Alex and Browner will both tell you last night we were at the Laker game and at the end of the first half, Anthony Davis, who's always hurt, throws Ooh. up his half court shot, comes down, rolls his ankle <laughs> and stayed down. We all thought he was done. Right, guys? Yeah. I mean, take a look at this. Terrible. Guy. Watch look his right terrible. ankle right here, Kevin. Oh, good he, God. Yeah. Yeah. See, those are the ones that look a lot worse to me than what Mahomes had. Mahomes had a guy land on him, but it, again, it was the other way. You know, when the ankle turns out, most high ankle sprains the ankle, it buckles under and goes out. This one was the opposite. He landed on it and it went inward. I'm not sure uh -huh. the ankle goes as far in as it does out. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Nobody's yeah. asking. And, no, no, nobody's even asked that. Yeah. It looked as if the someone also fell on his knee. And so the yeah. just the amount of body weight that collapsed on top of him, you're, I thought it looked way, way worse than the outcome actually was. And so when he actually started trying to walk on it and trying to play in it, I knew he was. it wasn't that bad. But they say it's worse two, day two, day three, day four, an injury like that. But he apparently is, is okay. So, you know, I, will, I wish people stopped talking about it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of would have thought with all that weight on it and the way it buckled inward that that would lead maybe to a better chance of breaking something, a broken bone or broken ankle. But once that mm -hmm. was negative, we're just talking about ligaments, right? Being sprained yep. and inflamed and everything else. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just wish someone I, I should probably get a doctor on my podcast. This is dumb that I'm asking you, you know, guys. You know, you know what? I got the guy. I got we the don't guy know. for you. Okay, we'll do it. Let's go. Call Borkholder up put him <laughs> on the podcast and say, what happens when the ankle goes inward and not outward? You know, we should do that big difference. I think no, no joke though. Seriously. Um, there's a guy here in town in San Diego. His name is David Chow. He's got a website called six score.com sports injury central six score.com. Yeah, he, does, he, he does Rome all the time. He's and you should, you should have him on bro. He's really, really good. He's really yeah. good. And he bought, and, and after I talked to him earlier and he, there's no concern about like playing like, obviously that's the story he's going to play. And, but he's his only concern is that that's the planting foot now. Yeah. So I we all know Mahomes is different. He he rolls around. He does throws the ball and all. I think he's underhanded a few passes even. You know, like. <laughs> but he's like the the biggest concern is when you have to plant and throw it deep. That's the only concern. Yeah, and I don't him. think they can completely numb it up. I think it, you know a lot of times they numb things up in football, but he does have to feel that foot. I mean, he's got to feel it plant on the ground. He has to know where it is. So I think that's kind of an issue too. Now they're pretty good. They can isolate it. They can shoot stuff into the ankle. I think that will alleviate whatever pain he may feel without numbing his, his foot completely, but you do not want to have a numb foot. I know that he said this week, it isn't even close. The turf toe that he had two years ago when he played in the playoffs, the year they lost to Tampa, he said that was the worst injury of his life. He said it was absolutely unbearable. He was, he said, I was literally playing in the postseason with curled toes. Mm. He said the only way mm. I couldn't feel pain was to curl my toes and run with curled toes in my shoe. Now, they didn't talk about it at the time, but he said, he basically said, this is nothing compared to that. Wow. Uh, we're all going to turn into doctors after yeah, the first Chiefs. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We're all, uh, the first Chiefs series, we're like, I don't know, man. He don't look so good, or he looks great. He's fine. We're all going to be doctors after that first drive. <laughs> you guys see what the line has done on this game? Oh, dude, yeah. totally. Totally. Here, Alex will put it up on the screen. It, let, Chiefs show minus it. three. Right. All the way to Bengals minus two and a half. Yep. And now the Chiefs are a one-point favorite again today. It's again, moved, it's moved oh. another point and a half now that Mahomes is healthy and on the practice field. Wow, it's insane. Well, well, the thing is, is that 
Um, I felt like everybody was taking Cincinnati. Last week, it was a sexy pick. I jumped in. This week, Cincinnati in Kansas City, where I know they've had a lot of success, and Burrow has been 3-0. In fact, we'll, uh, we'll kind of put some stuff here on the screen for you, Kev, to take a look at. Um, Joe Burrow, they're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead yeah. in Cincinnati. And Alex, if you could, for everybody that's listening, just go through what Joe Burrow has accomplished against the Chiefs. Uh, 3-0, uh, 2-0 in Cincy, 1-0 in Kansas City, if I got that correct. Uh, 982 yards, nine touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and a completion of almost 70%. Yeah. So why has Joe Burrow and the Bengals, why have they had this success against the Chiefs? Okay, this is weird because we look at each of the three games here a little bit individually. The first game was that Chiefs' epically bad defense three years ago, and they went to Cincinnati and didn't know what hit them. Jamar Chase had like 230 yards or something in the game, and they must have had four or five plays over 40 yards, and the Chiefs' secondary was terrible. They were really bad. So the Chiefs' defense got better. Uh, they played them last year, okay, in the playoffs. The Chiefs were up 21-3 in that game. Nobody remembers that. Patrick Mahomes lost that game. He threw two interceptions, and the Chiefs had a fumble, and he had a sack fumble. So they had three. They went up 21-3 at Arrowhead, just kicking their butt, and gave it away. Right? They can't do that Sunday. If the Chiefs lose the battle of turnovers, they lose it. This year, they went to Cincinnati, and this is the Chiefs' best defense. Of the five defenses the Chiefs have had in the AFC title game with Mahomes and Reed, this is their best. And it's young, so it doesn't mean they can't make mistakes. But they're just more athletic. They're just better. They're, they won the game last week. They got two late turnovers from Trevor Lawrence to ice the game away on a day that their quarterback was hurt. The defense was fantastic against Jacksonville last week. Doesn't mean they'll be great against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati has a couple issues too. The game earlier this year, the Chiefs are going up 11 points with eight minutes to go. They're just marching downfield. They're up four. They're going in 11. Do you guys remember the play where three defenders stood up Travis Kelsey and they wouldn't blow the whistle and a fourth comes in and they stripped the ball away from him? They had four guys on Kelsey. He couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, I remember that. Ground. He literally couldn't get to the ground at this point. And they ripped the ball away, and then they went down, uh, the Chargers, or the Bengals did, and won the game. The Chiefs were going up 11. That game was over. I mean, they had beaten them again, just like they had last year, 21-3. Joe Burrow's never scored 30 points in a playoff game. Never. Patrick Mahomes averages almost 32 points a playoff game. And I think that matters. And listen, we know this about football. If one of these teams loses the turnover battle by two, they're beat. These teams are too close. But the Chiefs have played better in the last two games and actually been the better team than the Bengals, they've just pissed it away. And mm -hmm. if you're telling me the Chiefs are going to show up, Mahomes is going to throw two picks on Sunday, they're beat. They're not going to beat the Bengals with two interceptions. But I don't the, think – So when it, how, about the, how about the pass rush too? Because I, I told these guys, like, the Bills don't present a pass rush. They just zero without Von Miller. And the Chiefs, they do. They got Chris Jones. They got Frank Clark. They can present a big issue to this banged-up O-line. The two guys didn't practice again today. That, to me, could be a massive difference. Yeah, the Chiefs' pass rush is good. They don't get a lot of sacks, but that's not necessarily what they want. The big push comes from Chris Jones up the middle. You know, you guys know this is really hard to get sacks when you're playing in, in the nose in the middle. But if you can get, if you can push the center and the guards back, the one thing Joe Burrow doesn't like is pressure up the middle. He's a pocket passer. Any quarterback will tell you that. The last thing they want is pressure up the middle. They don't mind it coming from the ends. These Tom Brady doesn't mind the ends coming around. He can feel them. He can see them. What he doesn't want is the interior of his line coming back on him when he's trying to throw from the pocket. The Chiefs think they're pretty good at that, and they'll ha have some sort of effectiveness against Burrow. But the guy's a stone-cold killer. I mean, he's just a stone-cold killer. Um, but, you know, they scored 20 points two weeks ago against the Ravens and needed a 98-yard defensive touchdown to win the game. This is not, these teams are not good enough to say, hey, listen, one absolutely is going to beat the other. And I think America's reaction to this was, 
oh, this one's over. The Bengals are going to go kick the Chiefs' butt this week. And I thought that too. Watching Sunday, I felt the same thing. And as the days have gone by, and I've looked at the numbers from these other games, the Chiefs have blown these games. The guys, they're 17 and two against the rest of the league in the time period that they're 0 and 3 against the Bengals. Damn. That's crazy. Damn. So when they, there is a little bit of a fluke to this thing. There's no way the Bengals are that good. So when the 21 3 lead got blown, Something happened before halftime between Tariq Hill, I think it was, and I think it was Nicole Hartman. I can't remember who the other person was, where they appeared to be having a discussion on the sideline. And when they came out of halftime, they, they just weren't right. And we never got what really happened. And then they traded Tyreek Hill. Is the chemistry better this year on this team? It definitely is. We've seen a couple of moments. It's a hot-blooded team. I mean, especially offensively. You know, everybody wants the ball here, and you can't get the ball to everyone. But it was shared more this year. Patrick Mahomes' statistics went up in every category. He completed more passes. He had more yards. He had more touchdowns. His percentage completion was higher. His quarterback rating was higher. He had more 30-plus yard plays this year than he did last year with Tyreek Hill. Everything they did this year was better, and their defense has improved. Why am I sharing this with you? Well, I think the Chiefs have been a disappointment. They've had four straight AFC title games in a row and only won one Super Bowl. I honestly believe this is their best team. I truly do. Scott, you've known me forever. I'm not a homer. I think this is the Chiefs' best team. I think they've got a defense capable of making some plays that could help them win a game. And if Mahomes is even 90%, I really like them this week. I really do. So do I. I'm taking the Chiefs. I, I Again, since he's the sexy pick. Um, and I love what you're telling me because I don't remember the games in detail like you do. And so to think of how close these games have been and how Kansas City lost the turnover battle – I'm with you. you you're going to always lose if you lose the turnover battle unless you're the Chargers. That's a whole different story <laughs> for a whole different day. But I thought I I'd take a little shot every time. while I could. I hey, we're in there. the Seven Mile Casino hey, Studios. Uh, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Kevin Keatsman is here. If you want to follow Kevin on Twitter, I highly recommend it. It's at KK Has Issues. KK Has Issues. That's the name of his podcast. And, uh, and you can find out all about it on his Twitter page. Uh, Alex, you're about to jump in. Yeah, Kevin, I play fantasy football. I know this name. Can you school Browner and Scott on how good Isaiah Pacheco is for the Chiefs? Well, this was a complete and utter surprise. I mean, he's Mr. Irrelevant in this town. Uh, he's not making any money. They they pick him late in the draft. He had 580-some yards rushing at Rutgers last year, I think. I mean, they drafted him. I went back and I read some of the draft reviews. You know where they give the grades? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And almost everyone in the country that did one on the Chiefs, this was a throwaway pick. It's a dart throw. It's a flyer. It'll be lucky if he makes the practice squad. So I don't know how they found this guy, but he does run like his career depends on it. Every single time he gets the ball, this is a crazy stat. I haven't verified this, but I heard, a, I think Dan Orlovsky said this on ESPN this morning. I haven't verified this. The Chiefs in the last 10 playoff games, they've rushed for over 100 yards in all 10 of them. We all just think of Mahomes. And maybe over that time period, Pacheco's the best runner they've had. They love throwing to McKinnon out of the backfield. He's a touchdown scorer. But for your big play in the middle of the field, Pacheco's a pretty darn good player. He he runs hard. He he does he keeps his eyes down. Scott, I know you love the, the ponies, man. He reminds me of a horse that's just got laser focus on that rail, and he's going to go around and, and find that finish line. That's the way he runs. He's not an elite NFL player. He's never going to be an elite NFL player. But for the Chiefs, to find a guy like that in the seventh round, this is a pretty big upgrade. Yeah. How about that? 
Yeah, he is. He's the Brock Purdy of the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, dude, I was uh, Brock Purdy of the Chiefs. The, uh, the Isaiah Pacheco and the Jarek McKinnon pickups were big if you played fantasy football because Jarek McKinnon caught, like, I don't know, 3,500 touchdowns in the last four weeks of the season. Yeah. That, that dude just could not stop scoring touchdowns. I think that's an element of the game. Obviously, I didn't know that's that either, but just like a visual watching the Chiefs this year, it actually feels like they have a run game now. Yeah, and, and some of it you have to wonder in their last playoff games, they've won most of those. So if you have a lead in the fourth quarter, obviously you're running the ball and you get over 100 yards. So maybe some of it's garbage yards. But I do think they're a better running team right now. And all I've thought about the last couple of years is what would this offense be if Kareem Hunt was still here? Mm. You know, and, and he obviously isn't. But I, I think they'll – I don't think they're done at running back. I mean, B. John Robinson maybe in the draft out of Texas or a player like that, I think they'll look at that. They probably need to look at receiver again and, and try to find some home run threat. I don't know what they'll do. But it's pretty obvious that you can put NFL-caliber players around Patrick Mahomes – as long as he has Kelsey playing at this level, you could put NFL Cloudwell players around him and they will all look pretty darn good. I'm going to ask you a stupid question. You guys are very spoiled in yes. Kansas City at the moment. Five straight AFC championships all in Kansas City. But you haven't won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes' new contract. True enough. If they lose again, is there any talk of any any change? Like I don't know how you change if you keep getting this far every year. But if you're not winning... Like, I don't even know how to ask the question, but you get what I'm saying? Like, is there going to be any talk of we're not good enough? We have to do something. Are you talking about restructuring his contract and not paying him so much? Or are you talking about or Andy, just... Andy Reid may be one of the worst big game coaches in history? Go with that one. Okay, because he <laughs> is. And I think somebody said if he loses, he's going to three and seven in title games. He would be two and three at Arrowhead in five games if he doesn't win this one. And I've had five in a row, which nobody's had. And only win one Super Bowl? That's dreadful. I agree mm -hmm. with you. That's horrible. See, they're, I, uh, they're, they're KU basketball is what they are. They're Kevin, regular season champs. And now KU won last year. They won the title. But they don't hardly ever win the title. They go in the tournament. They get knocked off. They're number one all year long. And then they don't win it. That's kind of what they are. And, and we're spoiled rotten here. Everybody expects them to win. And when they don't, I think Andy Reid's the guy that's going to get everybody's attention. We got two minutes. The, Brown, do it. The, the, the happier than happy, that's the syndrome. What they've been able to do, other teams get paid too. That's always my argument. And I don't know what you're saying. You're talking to them as of being spoiled, but it's hard to win that. And the fact that Andy Reid's gotten to that point multiple times is a sign of success. Now, just because you've made that success doesn't mean you're going to be a hundred percent every time. So you know, I if they want to start looking at Andy Reid. Find somebody better. Good luck. Yeah. No, I, they're not going to find anybody better, I don't think. I've, I mentioned this several times to you guys. The Chiefs can be a sloppy football team. They get careless. They think they're better than they are. Actually, what they don't. They know they're good. They think they're better than the other team by a wider margin than they are. And that gets in the way. That's not a problem this week. They've lost three times to this team. They're not going in thinking, hey, we're two touchdowns better than this outfit. So I just want real quick, I just think that we're all – assuming because of Tom Brady that it's easy to win Super Bowls, whereas every right. other quarterback before him, every good quarterback before him, has told you how hard it really is. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, see all those guys. Peyton Manning, you know? Brady win three or four where his defense allowed 17 points or fewer. So Mahomes has never been there. Yeah. You know, you tell me that the Chiefs are going to play the next two games and give up 17 points in both of them? We're having a parade here. Hmm. So yeah. Brady Brady won a Super Bowl nine to three, didn't he? Yeah, against the Rams, something, I think it was. Yeah, something, yeah. Something, yeah. something gross like that. Yeah, three, yeah something. something <laughs> gross. It was a terrible game. <laughs> yeah, yeah seventeen fourteen one year or something yeah. like that. Yeah, somebody. Hey Kev, uh, it's great to see you, man. Good luck to your Chiefs. I, I'm I'm really uh, 
I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. I mean, it's Thursday, but I'm I'm saying it right now. Everybody should follow Kevin. Obviously, KK has issues. KK has issues. His website is kkhasissues.com. Kev, uh, enjoy the weekend. Stay warm out there, and uh, hopefully, we'll be talking to you before the Super Bowl. Thank you, gentlemen. It's always my pleasure to be on. Thank you. All right, Kevin Keatsman, stopping by, talking AFC Championship game. That's a good conversation right there. That is, a, I love Kevin Keatsman. I do, man. How about his camp? I don't think he has issues. You don't think so? No, he does. He does. Uh, all right, stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. We're going to get to the highlight of the day, man. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Thursday afternoon. It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. If you're just getting with us, we've had a really great day. We have had a great day around here. We've talked a lot about our field trip up to L.A. for the Laker game, who got drunk, who said crazy things, Brown are almost not getting in because of his purse. I mean, we had a lot of fun about that stuff. That was great. I, you know, although, Alex, I don't think we showed many pictures or any videos that we shot last night. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, also, we've talked about the AFC Championship game with Kevin Keatsman in Kansas City. I thought that was a great conversation, so you should go back and take a listen to that. And even Jason Finley from Callaway Golf, one of the godfathers of our show, stopped by. And I don't know, we were kind of talking about the Farmers Insurance Open, but I don't know, that thing veered off into some other realm of like top golf and whatever else. So uh, gorgeous day, though, for the Farmers Insurance Open today. Really, I mean, you just could not ask for, um, like, to me, what looked like better weather until, I will just say this, it was kind of a little weird. It got windy today. I know you guys talked about it earlier, and I wasn't like, I didn't really experience a lot of the wind earlier in the day. And then while we were on the air, up here in North County, it got super windy, man. The trees were blowing and doors were shutting. And then if you were watching any of the coverage from the farmers, dude, like garbage cans were being like tumbleweeds were flying down the fairway. So the wind, you guys were talking about, you know, do you want to go out to the event? The wind was crazy out there at Torrey Pines earlier mm -hmm. today. So I don't know if you guys, like I said, I don't know if you guys were watching the golf channel at all. I had it on all afternoon. And, um, yeah, the wind, the wind definitely affected the, uh, the play today. We got some, uh, earlier breaking news in the national football league. Oh yeah. There is a new head coach in Carolina. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. And by the way, a guy who spent a lot of time with the former San Diego chargers. And when we saw the chargers lose to the Jaguars in dramatic fashion, people always go, it's one of the biggest comebacks in the history of the game, but the biggest comeback of all time was the Buffalo Bills over the Houston Oilers, Frank Reich. And yes, uh, Frank Reich got fired by Indianapolis in season. Jeff Saturday, the guy who took over, is on like his, I don't know, second or third interview. He's getting that job in Indianapolis. Hopefully. And, well, yeah, because, I mean, it's great great for us. Yeah. And then, and then um, Frank Reich takes over as head coach in Carolina. Uh, Frank Reich... I believe I just saw it. I'm trying to get it officially official. Frank mm -hmm. Reich, in every opening day in Indianapolis, he had a different quarterback. So this will be his fifth straight year of having a different opening day quarterback. I know. Crazy. Because he ain't going to have Sam Darnold. I mean, it's not going to be Sam Darnold, probably. I mean, it might be Sam Darnold. I don't know. But Frank Reich, the guy that took Nick Foles to the Super Bowl and won it, just got to – I mean – Listen, you go to crappy organizations, that's what happens. Indianapolis has turned themselves into a crappy organization since Peyton Manning left. Mm -hmm. And it's 
that's kind of what you get. You get instability. You get a crazy owner. You get that's what happens. So I don't so think wait, he's so going Frank to a Wright better was, situation in Carolina. But was Frank the offensive coordinator of the Eagles that year? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. So he had, so Doug Peterson mm-hmm. was a head mm-hmm. coach. Frank was the uh, was the offensive OC. coordinator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now both of those guys. Yes, Daniel sir. Hackett also employed now. Nathaniel Hackett. Whatever. Whatever is right. Yeah, he went to the Jets as their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, man. Aaron Rodgers next. <laughs> I love national oh, media. Aaron Rodgers next. Did we get a whole year of that? He didn't go to Denver. Oh, <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett, um, when he got fired by the Broncos, I mean, he was like, like very, very bitterly angry at football. You know, like, hey, I worked my way up. I'm a, I'm a football lifer. You know, I, I got to OC status and I led a really great offense and an MVP quarterback and here's my shot. And now they give me another quarterback who's been with this other team for all these years. This is our first time ever meeting each other. And by the way, I'm a first year head coach and I made plenty of mistakes along the way, but they fired him and he was bitter. Like I may leave football. I'm not sure. Cause Nathaniel Haggard did a lot of other stuff before football in his life, believe it or not. Um, but couldn't help it and wanted hey, back dude, in. Some guys are not good head coaches. It just, yes. that's what it is. You know, yes. I think Anthony Lynn is a fine assistant, a fine, like he, he's very specific with what he's good at. It doesn't mean you're going to be a good head coach. I think Nathaniel and Hackett figured it out kind of quick. There's no crime in that. There's no crime in figuring out what, what your, what your skill is and maximizing that skill. Now for a lot of guys, cause you are good at coordinating or you're good at quarterback coaching, that doesn't make you a good head coach because there's, there's way more involved in being the head coach as opposed to being a coordinator for one side of the ball. There's going to be so many dudes that are head coaches once and they'll never sniff it again, and that's fine. Mike McCoy well, will never be a head coach again, and that's, that's fine. But Matt Nagy should never be a head coach ever again. Nathaniel Hackett didn't figure it out, though, Alex. It, it's being figured out for him is what I'm saying. <laughs> he was told. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not – with all the, the any vacancy, nobody's like, hey, you guys want to talk to Nathaniel Hackett about your head coaching vacancy? They're like, no. No, when I mean figured it out, I mean it slapped him in the face in Denver. Like, oh, wait, I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. Well, I can I mean, say – you have you know, to have some sort of self-realization at that point. Well, it, it is interesting to me that some guys – like, um, what's the guy's name in Miami? Mike, uh, what's his last Daniel. name? McDaniel. Like that guy, he's nerdy. He doesn't look at you like he, he's not like Dan Campbell in Detroit, where you go, he played and he's an intense dude and he's a motivational speaker and so on and so forth. Mike McDaniel, you look at it and you're like, he's kind of a nerdy guy, but for some reason it works. And by the way, works as in the Dolphins are improving, but they're not winning a Super Bowl. Um, where, you know, I just I look at a guy like Nathaniel Hackett, and uh, players look at him and they go, "So you're the head coach? Why? Well, because I I was the co- the offensive coordinator in Green Bay, and and you know, that's why I had Aaron Rodgers, you know, and and just the resume doesn't even doesn't resonate, you know. Anyway, yeah, there's moves going on. There's things happening out there in the oh, NFL yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, also, from earlier yeah. today, we're talking about mm-hmm. how windy it was. Yeah. Uh, Balboa Park has been, I'm trying to read the exactly. Balboa Park has been closed and evacuated because of the threat of falling trees. 20 trees. uh, Earlier this morning, 20 trees have already fallen over through the park earlier this morning. All museums are closing as well. What is the deal with the wind? 
I don't know. We don't get wind in San Diego. It is very rare that we get this kind of wind in San Diego. I mean, Santa Ana's come rolling in and, you know, that's during, you know, kind of what I think of as the fire season, you know, where you you get some, some winds coming through, but today all of a sudden the winds just whipped up. I mean, to have the park closed, that's kind of crazy. How do you close Balboa park? Just get everybody out. I don't know how you do it, Bronner. I don't know. Cops. Alex, I wonder if you could find, I wonder if you could find any video though, while you're sitting there, uh, you guys got to see what was happening at Torrey Pines earlier today. I mean, I was watching it on the golf channel. So, you know, you know how they have those like cardboard box garbage cans, you know, yeah. the cardboard box, they put a plastic bag in it and there's garbage cans everywhere. Well, the garbage cans aren't weighted down unless there's lots of garbage in them. Well, it was Thursday at around, I don't know, like 1130 in the morning and I'm watching the golf channel and there goes garbage cans, literally tumbleweeding down the fairway at the farmers and that the wind just went crazy today. I, I haven't crazy. heard enough about like what it may have done to the players. You know, I'm sure they'll talk about it and I'll catch up to those press conferences later. I, don't, I so, wonder who struggles more North Carolinians or South Carolinians. Good question. Good question. You know, I mean, did the wind, did the wind hurt more on the North Carolina side or the South? I don't know. I'm not don't sure. Know, because clearly it hit the South here first before it hit the North there where you're at Scott. So, you know, um, What's interesting to me is that as I was watching the coverage of the the Golf Channel and um, Torrey Pines, they've got these aerial shots, you know, these blimp shots, right? And they shoot down and you get to see the golf course, but with, you know, the the hiking trails and everything else. And you see the bluffs and then the beach down below. Dude, the weather over the last few weeks between the rain and the cold and the wind and the, the ocean and the tides, dude, there is been some video from black's beach in la jolla which is you know right where tory pines is of like the cliffs crumbling dude i don't know who got like who was down on the beach and they're like hey look up there it looks like it's getting loose man may come down the videos of the 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 cliffs crumbling down to the beach freaking crazy man hey man listen when you at black's beach and somebody talks about something crumbling down you gotta be careful you do huh yeah Watch out. Scott mm. runs Scott runs to the beach to check these things out instead of staying at home being safe. Really? <laughs> Ooh, Barely. king tides? Unpredictable tides? What? Let's go. What? Oh, bro, Let's go to bro, the beach. I, I, on, on Sunday of last week, no, it was Saturday of last week, I walked out, I must have walked out 200 yards where normally that would be water and sand. And Why? The, Why? Because there's interesting nature stuff going on out there. And, uh, you know, you never can you get to outrun, walk that Can way. you outrun the tide? Can you outrun the tide? What if, for whatever reason, because it's unpredictable, big old big old wave starts coming? How are you getting out of that? Uh, I'm not. Huh, but, Apple I mean, man? that wasn't my, that wasn't the plan, player. Player? Player, player? Oh, oh yeah. all right. That all wasn't right, the plan, player, boy. Go, yeah. go find another ship out there somewhere. <laughs> hey, speaking apparently of Apparently, there's one in Coronado. Oh, really? Yep, there's a ship off the shore that when the king tide comes in, you can see it sticking out. Oh, really? True story. Let's say this about ships. I was driving uh, yesterday up to L.A. and driving through Camp Pendleton. And when you see the ships off the shore and the helicopters flying around and the equipment on the ground and the men doing work and you hear the president talk about how, you know, we're providing Ukraine with 30 tanks and we're getting other allies to provide with tanks and we're training those people here. I mean, I don't know if they're here at Camp Pendleton, but it, it just looks like 
you know, just I'm driving on the five, but what it looks like to me is mobilization, like packing up ships to go around the world to drop off equipment and stuff, you know? And if these guys Maybe. are being trained here, that's kind of cool too. Maybe. You know, what we're seeing a lot more of tell me total side hmm. UFOs very clear now. Like very HD videos coming out of like no, random flying. Listen. I'm not telling you they're aliens. I'm telling you they're unidentified flying objects. Browner, it could be weaponry. We just... It could be military. We got HD videos now. Of what? These things have always been here. More people are now just open minded to accept that there is a chance that there is unidentified life out in the universe where we just simply can't I disagree reach it completely. I don't think people's minds have changed at all. I think that now we have clear visual evidence. Because phones are very, very good at video. I believe when it was VHS. So you had to convince me. <laughs> so like all uh, the I believe when it was like a little dot flying in the sky. Yeah, like, I believed it then. You know, if we had HD 4K cameras on our phones back when Bigfoot was a thing, you could clearly see it's just a bear standing up. But now you can yeah, see they, that it's the no bear Bigfoot. standing up. Mm. You know, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. False. Well, I don't know how we I don't know how we got started here today. I don't know where this segment came from. Frank Reich. But but it, yeah, it was a Frank Reich thing. It turned into a Nathaniel Hackett thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, North yeah, Carolina, South in... Carolina, Balboa Park closed. Windy winds. Yeah, yes, seeing yes, things. Right. You went to right. Black Beach Cliffs, right? And then you, yeah, some about you said something about a boat in Coronado or something. And then you yeah, saw and tanks. Then military ship yeah. off the shore. And of then the I was like, Pendleton. you know, what we're seeing a lot more of UFOs. Right and now we're and here. So here we are, and here we are. That was Let one me in go Mexico. full circle to you. Here's some NFL news. Picture of one in Mexico. Uh oh. No practice again for Christian McCaffrey or Elijah Mitchell. Both 49ers really? running backs not practicing today. Christian McCaffrey wow. says there is no chance he doesn't play Sunday. But mm-hmm. if you're not practicing, how are you going to look on Sunday? He gets hurt a lot, so I don't mind him not 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 practicing. He's a running back. He gets it. Run. Well, uh, I'll, I, I'll tell you this. When we were talking to Kevin Keatsman earlier, I, I'm saying, and I'll make my official pick, like as if everybody's waiting on the edge of their seat for this, but I'm, I'll make my official <laughs> pick tomorrow for uh, the Chiefs-Bengals game. I really um, – I don't know that I'm thinking about it analytically, the Eagles and the Niners. I think I'm putting more of my heart into the Niners, and that's kind of why I'm picking them, you know? Mm. But I'm gonna, I'll, I'll leave my official pick because I know, again – the world is waiting. Oh, what, what, who's he going to pick? You know, but when we, when we actually go through the games, when we make our picks we spent so much time on Brock Purdy this week, I feel like it's nice to talk about the, the, you know, the headline quarterback, you know, the yeah. duel in Kansas city of the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like that, I feel yeah. like we haven't talked about that enough. How about Joe Burrow? Um, they, he was at a press conference. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but he, um, they had him mic'd up. I think it was in the Buffalo game. And he said like, I'm that guy or so, I, something like that. And they asked him about it. He's like, wait, did I say that? Uh, 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 like Joe Burrow is oh, very likable. I am him. Oh, That's I am him. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am him. And he said something like, oh, did I say that? You know, you black yeah. out on the field sometimes. Here, do you have that? No, I don't have that. That's no. not the clip oh, well, I picked. Oh, what do you have? What, what Joe Burrow clip do you have? He said, like, because everybody, because the line has been moving and, like, Mahomes has been hurt. His mm-hmm. players are talking mad trash. The Bengals players mm-hmm. are talking mad, calling it Burrowhead. You know, the Bengals players have been... Did you guys see this video after they were, like, crushing the Bengals? We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Yeah, baby. Hey, hey, you see you mind. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Oh, hell so, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, I told you they have a podcast together, and I only see yeah. clips on TikTok. Uh, Travis Kelsey saying, like, 
Yeah, we've seen these videos. Getting everybody fired up. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, yeah. 142 decibels. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Arrowhead. Whoa. Yeah. No, the that disrespect one, to Arrowhead they're, they're, continues. They're throwing, they're, throwing, they're throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there, Ron. So wait, so those are the two Kelsey Why did they play each other in the Super Bowl? Oh my God. podcast was hilarious. We are brothers, NFL players. We're both playing in our respective conference championship games. We both are Super Bowl champions, and and Travis in particular is quite a personality. So put the two of these Oh, Jason is a big-time personality. You remember when they won, he showed up to the parade in a genie outfit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was he the one wearing the dog head? No, no, that's Lane Johnson. That's the other lineman. This is the center. He showed up in a full genie costume, bright green Eagles colors. Yeah. Uh, So then Joe Burrow was like kind of trying to pump it down. You know, he was trying to like, hey, uh, there's Chiefs are good. You know, we we've been in these spots. Um, We have the experience. We know what team we're playing. Team that's been to this this game the last five seasons, and they've all been in that stadium. So to me, they're still the team to beat. And then we're coming for them, but we know it's going to be tough. We know it's going to be going to be hard fought, and we know the kind of players that they have on that side. Dude, Joe Burrow, you talk about like, you talk about who is the next Tom Brady. There he is. I mean, good looking, got wow. the hair, well spoken, likable, already winning early. There's your next Tom Brady right there. What do you I got? A uh, I got a video of Patrick Mahomes in practice today, looking very spry in the yellow fifteen jersey here. If you're watching. Yep, he does. He, I mean, listen, unless that's not really him, I mean, maybe conspiracy theorists will say that's not really Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's Jackson. Even, that's Jackson Mahomes. That's his brother. Not yeah. even his ankle. Yeah. Hey, Alex, can we get to a highlight of the day, man? Let's uh, yeah, hype it's a funny up one our today. people over at Tory Holistics. Let's do it. Yes. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day is brought to you by Tori Holistics. The promo code for the month of January is broccoli, uh, all lower caps. So you'll go to, to Tori or California and spend 75 bucks. Put the promo code broccoli in at checkout. And you're going to get 20% off your purchase. Tori, California Holistics. Okay. Um, I'm going to let play you guys a video of a game, uh, something that happened at a, at, a, at a college basketball game last night. And this is by far a first. We all, everyone's at one point has ordered Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, whatever the services that you use. Have you ever ordered it sitting courtside at a basketball game? Sure, let's see if we can Do see this. Now, this is going to be the turnover in the there corner. There he is, there, right no, there, there in the corner. Yeah, yay, yay. So this a, guy's actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said late. DoorDash. Oh my God. Oh my Bruh, God. What? Is, a college what? basketball. I can see one uniform says Duquesne. I know Duquesne. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they're playing. And there's a kid who. Be A-10 Loyola versus Duquesne. And there's a kid walking in, a DoorDash delivery guy with a bag of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And my man is going up courtside and is on the floor of the game <laughs> while the game is going on right next to him. Not like the action's down at the other end of the floor. And he's Bruh. going DoorDash. Door, who got Correct. DoorDash? Correct. McDonald's DoorDash. Too. How the hell did Bruh. he get in? How did he that get was into Browner. the gym to do that? 
Some people will never be more than what they are. My man will always be a food delivery. How oblivious are you that oblivious? you arrive to a basketball about? game and there's a basketball game happening Dude. and it's not like the action's on the other end of the court. It's right in front of you. Dude. Where's the security? No, bro. That guy's the best Uber Eats deliverer of all time. It Stop. doesn't matter. You could be at a concert and get that guy and he'll bring you food. How did he get in? He don't have a ticket. Hey, I'm here. I have an Uber Eats delivery. Let me in. Oh, okay. Go ahead. How does he get in? And whose food was it? Who ordered McDonald's to a game? Whoever did that, that was genius. This guy's a great delivery guy, Browner. That's got perseverance. I, I really admire how both of you believe the internet. Oh. He's not really an Uber Eats delivery This driver? guy was mic'd up, uh -huh. and it was a prank for his YouTube channel. He brought he in to the action. I guess he had a good seat and he's just like, now's the time. Started getting recorded. He had, a, you can't see it really clearly. Let's but see a picture. it. Let's see the video again. Let's see the if video. you can get near, check out his lapel. You'll see Don't the, see uh, can see this. No, this is going to be the turtle. There's a microphone there he is, on his right lapel. There he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's so this a, guy is actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said like. Okay. All right. All right. This is unbelievable. This guy's great. All right. We got to get this guy on. Jail. Jail. All right. Passing. Jail. Final, th final thoughts on this, on the podcast finish, okay? Uh, for everybody who's listening on 1090, we got a piece out. But for everybody who's watching on YouTube or listening on audio podcast, we'll have a separate finish for you. From the 7 Mile Casino Studios, we'll see you tomorrow, 1090 listeners. Peace out. Wrapping things up. That was hilarious. That, that whole DoorDash prank was hilarious. But the only bad thing about that guy, I hate to be the old man here, is you get a motherfucker hurt like that. Listen, these fuck pranks are getting out of control. They're fucking stupid. They're not funny. What's funny about that? Like, oh, look at me. I'm on the court. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like, these things are not, these pranks are not funny. Like, when Punk and Aston Kutcher was doing Punk, that was fucking funny. This shit that these kids are doing, it's not fucking funny. Like, oh, going into Walmart, throwing shit on somebody. Like, these people don't know what you're doing. Like, I've seen a lot of guys get choked, like, on in the New York subway or had a gun pulled on them in L.A., doing fucking pranks on gangbangers like yo you guys are fucking dumb like i've if seen those gangbanger pranks you know fucking stupid like, like, you're, like you're in another neighborhood wearing the wrong color and guys like yo what's what are you doing right what's like, up? oh what's, what's up fool? you yeah, want some like, yeah you want some skittles like no you get your brains blown out like it, it's just dumb it, I, I fucking hate these stupid ass pranks they, they really piss me off <laughs> they're not funny they're i saw funny. i saw one that happened the other day like there, there's this on tiktok i saw these dudes pretend to steal people's luggage at the airport. And yeah. just one, one white guy just had enough and grabbed this dude by the dreads and just like, I was Drug like, him. good. I was like, good. good. Just beat their ass, man. <laughs> Don't sign the waiver. Good. Beat their ass. Right. <laughs> the shit is not fun. It's not funny. Like none of it's funny. Yeah, I always, it. I always scroll through those on TikTok pretty fast. Cause like, there's just, mm. I'm like, I, I, I just have this video. Like that's going to be my mom one day. Someone's going to fuck with my mom one day. I'm going to get real pissed for her. Cause she's going to be so oblivious that this is a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think I'm as mad as Browner about it, though. No, he gets pissed. He gets pissed. Hey, uh, listen, we didn't even get. To, we never got to San Diego I State today. Fuck one of them kids up. Yeah, I know you will. I know you will. Uh, like to see you try. Mm. Last All night right. when we were in, when we were in that bar, <laughs> prank, prank me, y'all. One of y'all watch this. Prank me. Yeah. Prank me. I'm gonna fuck you up.
<laughs> <laughs> All right, let's oh, get out of here. Let's go. <laughs>